February 6th, 2019. Let's be let's be honest, just for all the Knicks fans out there. Mm-hmm. We're not getting anybody. No one. I don't believe that. No, 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 no. No one. I don't believe that. KD? Where's the camera? Are you on me? Not coming. <laughs> okay? You Kyrie? Have you have inside Kyrie? sources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. History. Okay. History. Okay. Kyrie? Not coming. Okay. okay? You know who the best bet that we're going to have is? This is best case scenario. I think it's like Tobias Harris. Or Tobias Harris. <laughs> Who's no Kemba scrub? Walker. Who's this no is best. And then we're going to act like he's the truth because that's what we fucking do. This is what the Knicks need to do. All right? God, bring the flood. <laughs> bring the flood. Okay? Bring I, everything needs you to see, be destroyed. All, all, the, all the things you say about Knicks fans. Bring the flood. This is what Knicks fans. This is what Bring Knicks fans the flood. Do. They're not like me. Do not build the ark. <laughs> I will kill Noah before he can build the ark. Let us all drown. Yeah. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Flagrant 2 No Easy Buckets Analysis by Assholes Water Cooler Commentary for Your Sports Needs. I'm Andrew Schultz. I'm here with Akash Singh. Kaz ain't here yet. He acting like he's pregnant. Your girl's <laughs> pregnant, okay? You got no excuse to be late, okay? But we're starting the show anyway. We're not going to tolerate the lateness. I got Alex Media here. and Edin Rodriguez. What is your last name again? Martinez. Martinez on the ones and twos. Um... We have, uh, this episode is brought to you by the one, the only, Skeptic. Skeptic, you know Skeptic fucks with us and we fuck with Skeptic, man. Skeptic Distillery, not playing around. Do we have that, do you have that beautiful vodka on the, on the screen right there? Look at that, look at that it bottle. It is gorgeous. It is just gorgeous. That's how you do branding right there. That's, and you know what, they're more than just branding. They're more than just branding. Matter of fact, they're the first and only vodka not only vodka, gin, and coming whiskey, that is cold distilled, okay? They distill their vodka and gins at 50 degrees Fahrenheit or even below freezing at times, which preserves the flavors and improves the taste, okay? You guys are going to get cold brew alcohol before anybody can get it. Be on the cusp. Be the team that's coming up. Be the nets of vodka. Be the nets of gin. Be the nets of whiskey. Okay? You got to try it, man. You got to try this shit for real. Now, uh, you have a lot of big name artists and influencers. You know, they rep liquor brands and, you know, the smart brands attach themselves to these popular influencers. This is why Skeptic fucks with us because they know our relationship with y'all. I've had people buy it, reach out, say it's delicious. Listen, I'm not even the biggest um, gin guy in the world, okay? I like a little vodka soda from now and then, but gin, not the biggest gin guy. I, I, I rather enjoyed the gin when I tried it. I really did. So you can go online to enjoy it as well. You go to shop.skepticdistillery.com. Dot com. Okay. Shop.skepticdistillery.com. Use the promo code flagrant. You get 20% off all purchases. Any purchase over $100 will receive free shipping. All right. You check them out on Instagram as well. They have a post of them keeping it tight. Ha ha ha. So show some love. First five assholes to order at least $100 worth of bottles. Not only will they receive uh, free shipping, but they will also get this dope skeptic snapback hat. All right. You see that little game that we got going on over here? Look at that. Uh. Uh, rep the brand. Anyway, uh, thank you so much to Skeptic for supporting our show. Let's get 
down to business. Okay, guys, uh, Matador Tour. First of all, I got to give a huge shout out to uh, Denver and Houston. Uh, Denver, I expected, man. Amazing comedy club down there. The comedy works. Go check it out. Thank you all for coming out. Sold out all five shows. That was unbelievable. But Houston, bro, Houston is a real market. Son, they love us. I did not realize that Houston is a real market. I think that, you know, I'm guilty of what so many other city. people do is is they assume that Dallas is the only big market in Texas for whatever fucking reason. Austin gets a lot of, uh, you know, I guess notoriety in in the kind of super liberal world, uh, definitely in the comedy world. But Houston, we did two shows at the Houston Improv, great club, four hundred fifty seats. It was unfucking real, man, unreal. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Amazing fans, like super diverse. It's like Asian, Indian, Most Mexican, diverse city in the country. Is it? I mean, it's, it's up, just, yeah. it's, it's a fascinating fucking city. It's like they really got their own thing going on. And um, I was just so grateful, man, that everybody came out. So I'm definitely making that one of the guaranteed tour stops, every single tour. But uh, new shows coming up. Toronto. Uh, the first show sold out. Second show is getting close. So theandrewshows.com. Get those tickets. July 13th. I'll be there. Uh, after Toronto, I'm going to be at the uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. I'm doing two of my own uh, shows that we do on this, which is Inside Jokes. So if you guys seen the Inside Jokes show we do on YouTube, we're going to do that live at Just for Laughs. And then we're also doing uh, Unsafe Sets. So I'm going to get a bunch of comics that are going to do their you know most unsafe, unapologetic, unfiltered material. Um, it will be a surprise, but make sure you book those two. And then I'll also be doing the Nasty Show, uh, which is part of the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. So make sure you get tickets to those. But if it's up to me, you get tickets to the Unsafe Sets and the Inside Jokes one because those are the ones that I'm uh, putting on out there. And then... Um and then yeah more more shows uh, theandrewshows.com I'm coming to Russia we're going to Australia all those tickets are on the books you can go get them right now theandrewshows.com for more dates we're adding shit every day yo this weekend uh, July 5th New Orleans for Essence Fest Duce Palooza is pulling up Special start time, midnight to 5 a.m. at the House of Blues. We got Shit. DJ Willie, Miss Nicks, Mike Swift, Austin Mills, DJ GQ, and a special performance by Mr. New Orleans himself, Juvenile, will be performing. Oh, Shit. Can't oh, wait for cool. that shit. It's going to be fucking nuts. <clears throat> and New York City, we are coming back one day only. Combinate, I mean, uh, my fault. Uh, collaboration with our good friends over at Brunch Mounts. August 18th, we are back at the Brooklyn Mirage. We came to see how Duce Palooza this past uh couple of months ago with YG. We're coming back to shut down the Mirage again. August 18th, one day only, Brooklyn, New York. Get your tickets at DucePalooza.com slash tickets. Yo, uh, we're building out this tour. Uh, we do not have ticket links yet. Uh, they're fucking up, but we got dates in Houston, San Fran, and LA. September 6th, Houston. First city we booked out because I know how much love y'all give us. Andrew was right. Uh, two shows at the Secret Group. The Piano Fight, uh, September 13th in San Francisco, and September 19th, the Comedy Store in L.A. were coming through. Hell yeah. And I will be at uh, Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, yeah. August 2nd and 3rd, and then I will be in Zany's Nashville on uh, September 26th. I love Zany's, man. Nashville's such a great city. Hell yeah. Really great city. Everybody keeps saying that. I gotta oh, go to Nashville. It's one of the best fun. cities. Very fun. Yeah. It's, like, it's like down South Vegas or some shit. 
Yeah, it's, it's so unique. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's I, I gotta check it out. Biggest bachelorette party destination in America. Yeah, and no shit. Yeah, we think that I'll everybody. It it's just everybody in New York and L.A. goes to Vegas. Yeah, everybody in the middle of the country goes to Nashville. Is gambling legal? Sorry, is gambling legal? Uh, in Nashville? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure, but there's like a downtown like bar scene that's got like live music. And it's fucking. Well, I, no, I went alone. Incredible. I just hit up all the little country music spots. Nashville <laughs> Hall of Country Music Hall of Fame was fun. It's and great. Yeah, Princess cool. Fried nice. Chicken, dope as fuck. Great man, oh, yeah. great city. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Thank y'all so much. All right, let's get back to the show. Akash, um, you think that Kaz is late? Maybe because he knows the uh, hellacious ass whooping that I'm about to give him for what happened to Who? the Knicks in free agency. Who? Please answer that question, please. Oh, it's gonna be just like last week. We did with the cop. What happened when you said the cop? We don't gotta bring up old shit. So what I'm saying is, why we gotta bring up old shit? So what I'm shit, saying bro? is, what's the, the? Why can't you just roll with me? Yes, and dog, improv can you, games. Can you, you let me I mean? go, Holy dog? Shit. I know you need to go, but we need to go. Well, let me finish the question. God, you acting like Nick's management. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take this fucking bit before we get it off the ground. So what's the greater prediction? The greater prediction for what? Kaz saying the cop didn't punch him aside, or you saying three months ago. Nick's not getting anybody. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I still believe it. Besides, punch the cop, but that's <laughs> <laughs> I see why you thought I was stopping the momentum. Now. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, um, joking, but it, you know, all joking aside, I'm smiling to to hold back from the tears. But there, <laughs> there, there is something very important, and I'll look. I'll, I'll look into the camera. I'll look at you, Akash. I'll look at Alex. I'll look at Ed. And, um, a, a very important thing happened yesterday. And uh, what happened yesterday is that the Knicks, Akash, oh mm-hmm. are no longer New York's team. I, yo. They are no longer New York's team. And it is a tough day for me to sit here and admit this, but we will no longer tolerate the abusive relationship that the Knicks have bestowed upon us as Knicks fans. It's a good thing. They're taking advantage of our loyalty. They're taking advantage of our passion. They are abusing our heroes. What they did to Charles Oakley alone should have made us take a step back and, and, and just relook at this relationship that we're in and see if we maybe need to get our groove back. Do you know what I mean? See if we maybe need to, you know, to the left, to the left, to Dolan, et cetera. <laughs> but in my personal opinion, Dolan has no interest in making a winning basketball team. I think he raped a girl. I think he either raped a girl or he had sex with an underage girl, Mm -hmm. and I think someone is privy to that information, and he's doing anything he possibly can to bow to the whims of that person. They're basically like, listen, we got this on you. Maybe it's not an underage girl. Maybe it's some like big business deal. Who knows what the fuck it is? Maybe he's got bodies. But something is happening where he is actively trying to keep the Knicks from winning. Because it's not like he's even trying when when I found out that he didn't offer KD the max, that he didn't offer KD the max, that means it was on the table. That means KD's coming to the Knicks. Is that real? Yes, it's real. I have two things to tell you it's real. Not only did they not offer the max, the Knicks are such an incompetent Franks and Beans organization that DeAndre Jordan, who was playing on the Knicks last year, convinces Kevin Durant... To go to the Nets and guess what? Take less money. Wow. He could have gotten he could have gotten more money to play on the Knicks, but DeAndre was like, you don't want no part of this. And then we have to go back and we have to look at what the organization is, right? We have to look at the people part of this organization. Why are you hiring these Frankest of Beans people? Scott was it Scott Perry, Steve Mills? What have they really done in their careers? What successes have they had? 
None of us can name, right? How do you end up being, how do you end up being the president and GM of the Knicks when you've done nothing in your whole fucking career to deserve that position? Maybe because you want them to fail. Maybe because you want incompetence in your organization because you can't have them winning. Maybe you choose Melo, a proven loser, over Phil Jackson, a proven winner, because you want incompetence. You want them to fail. Maybe when your number one goal in the offseason is to re-sign the unicorn, Chris Stapps Porzingis, right? The number one thing is maybe to sabotage that, you hire a coach that has already proven he has no clue how to communicate with Euros. Okay, he destroys his relationship in Memphis with Marcus Ole, right? Comes to the Knicks and wins fucking thirteen games or something like that. This genius coach, everybody thinks he's a genius coach. He's a genius coach for high school kids. Okay, <laughs> if you want to make a bunch of like uh, disenfranchised youths believe in themselves, then go for it, Fizdale. This is the fucking real deal. Okay, this is professional sports. Dog shit, coach. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, maybe he congeals and gets all the young kids to believe they're part of something. Suck my dick, part of something. Okay? We don't need this part of something. We're fucking adults. We're here to work. Okay? You need to be part of something when you're not paying them. Now we're paying you millions of dollars. You fucking better be part of it. Okay? You hire this coach, completely incompetent with communicating with Euros. You send Przingis away, okay? He's out there getting knocked out in his own fucking hometown in Latvia, breaking his breaking his bones all over in his body. Marcus Sol, what is, happens when he leaves you? What happens with Marcus Sol's career? Championship. Ooh, well, what do you say? Well, what do you say? So you hire incompetent president, incompetent GM, incompetent coach, and then you expect this GM and president to make free agent moves when they don't even understand the collective bargaining agreement? These fucking Franks and Beans retards don't even understand what to do with salary cap. You're signing two-year deals? You're signing two-year deals to guys when you could have just waited. And I'll give credit to Bill Simmons on this one because he shouted it out before I, I even put the math together. You could have waited to see which teams needed to dump players and scoop up one-year contracts if you just pushed the brakes for a little. But instead you get Taj Gibson... Bobby Portis? Whoa, whoa. Bobby Portis? That's a villain from an 80s movie, Bobby Portis? <laughs> Taj Gibson? What is that? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. You don't need nobody with an Indian name. No, I'll you tell don't. i that right now. Ain't Jesus. nothing good coming from that. Is Kunal Jakmara coming as well? <laughs> what other guys are we bringing in? Eskimos? Who the fuck are you drafting? It is unfathomable that you could sign these fucking deals, bro. Do you can you even name the Knicks starting five? Who's this Bullock guy from the Lakers? I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, that with two years they're trying to gear up. They think they're gonna make a run at Giannis and whoever the fuck else is coming in You're two years. You're not getting nothing. You're not. You're not getting nothing. You're not getting nothing. <laughs> You're not getting Giannis. They don't realize they're the laughing stock of the NBA. The laughing stock of the NBA. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. Don't worry about putting any images on this thing. It is. I'm telling you, the Knicks have taken advantage of us for too long. The Knicks have abused that relationship for too long. They've spit in the face of our support for too long. And all the while, there's this other team out there, right? Another team out there in New York. And another team out there that, like so many of our parents, immigrated 
to this city like so <laughs> many of our parents grinded hard worked hard never asked for a fucking thing never asked for a fucking thing hmm. proved it went out there and proved it with nothing be, be all the odds to actually make it into the playoffs and you know what I'm not saying I'm gonna buy gear but I'm gonna cheer <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm a Nets fan, but I'm open. I'm open. I'm gonna attend games. I've already canceled my season uh, uh, tickets to the Knicks. Word. Good for you. It's over. You gotta we, speak with the dollar. I will not. I will not buy a season ticket to the Knicks. I will not buy. I can't believe you're wearing that hat. Take that hat. I will <laughs> not buy a season. I will not buy Knicks merch. I will not watch Knicks games on television. Wow. Nope. If I want to enjoy basketball, and this is what all New Yorkers should do. If you want to enjoy basketball, go to the Nets. You know what they've done? How convenient they've made it? How fucking Asian this team is? All they are are Asians, man. They just come to America, work their ass off, make a great product, and they're like, hey, when you're ready, you want to come by? You know, you can take the train. It drops you off right here. It's right here. Every line goes Every there. Every line. Do you know how to get to fucking Penn Station? You got to walk four blocks in in Herald Square, wherever that nonsense is, behind buildings. All this bullshit. More trains go to Atlantic than than Penn. Than Penn. Yeah. More trains go to Atlantic than Penn. They made it convenient to us. They earned it. And you know what? If I want to watch a game, I'm going to Brooklyn. I'm going to Brooklyn to watch. If I want to watch a game on TV, I'm going to find out whatever fucking channel the Nets play. I'm not even sure. I don't even know. But I'm going to watch that because I'm not supporting these Knicks. And if you're a real New Yorker, I'm not saying we abandon the Knicks forever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you cannot allow someone to abuse you and think they'll stop if you keep on supporting them. It's like watching a Tyler Perry movie. You're in this, <laughs> you're in this abusive relationship. Then here comes this beautiful light-skinned team. Just ready, just treats you right. Treats me right. Doesn't expect anything. Nothing. Never mad at you. Doesn't spit in your face. Doesn't disrespect you. That's it. And wants nothing. They don't want no commitment. Sexy as fuck. That's it. Shamar Moore over here. Right Shamar here. Moore basketball team ready. Ready to go. <laughs> little hazel eyes and shit. Da- Diary of a mad white Andrew. Mm, right dude. here. That's it, bro. <laughs> For real. Dude, I'm telling you, we have to boycott the Knicks. We have, there is nothing good that can come from the only thing these people understand, like you were saying, is money. That's the only thing. Yeah. They truly do not understand anything else. If we boycott the Knicks, I don't care if tourists go to the Knicks. Yeah, a bunch of people come here from Czechoslovakia, Spain, London. They want to go watch a game. Go watch a fucking game. I don't care. But New Yorkers, they don't deserve us. They don't, and I know it's going to be hard. I'm 35 years old. There's people 55 years old. They've watched the Knicks their entire lives. And you know what? Those Knicks earned your support. They won them championships, and even the ones that didn't. We had some fucking ballsy, powerful teams, Akash. The Pat Riley teams. They were dogs. The Jeff Van Gundy teams. Dogs. Fighting. Dogs. Tough. They were New York. When you watch the Knicks now, do you see New York? 20 years since you've been a threat. Legit 20 20 years years since you've been a threat. What is a Frank Nicolina? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Why are we hiring French guys? Stop it. The last French thing America ever should have accepted was the Statue of Liberty. That's it. <laughs> we don't do no more French. We don't do it. Okay? You hire American <laughs> black guys. <laughs> Get the job done. Names like Oakley, Johnson. I don't know what Ewing is, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay? Anthony, Starks. These are good.
good names. Nika Lika Lina. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Akash, oh. what is it? It has to stop. We have to withdraw all our power. We have to boycott. And anybody that doesn't boycott is enabling this abuse. You have to boycott. I've said this. You, not not watching on TV, I respect a lot. Because I'm a Cowboy fan. I won't give them any money. I'll still watch on TV. I'm not watching the next. Yeah, this is hilarious. Yo. I'm not watching the next. So, police brutality. You yep. won't take the knee with cap and boycott the NFL. <laughs> but the Knicks dropped the ball with this trade. What's a greater Hold crime against humanity? <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Don't okay. get me wrong. Andrew no, 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 Kaepernick. No, 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 no. If the NFL was out there abusing black people, yes, I would boycott it. What the fuck does the NFL have to do with the police department? No, I feel you. I, it's just funny. And I don't see you out here boycotting police stations. <laughs> Oh shit! I'll you see you out there taking a knee in front of the police stations. <laughs> Back to what we were saying before you try to throw me under the racism bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I'm not to let me finish. Yeah. Kaz not here, but he's still here. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, but Andrew Kaepernick, I'm taking the knee with you. Good. Yeah, I'm taking the knee with saying, you. Fuck that. Don't get me wrong. I'll boycott abusive police every single day of the week. I'm yeah, 100% yeah. supportive of that. And that's what these Knicks are. They're abusive police. They're the direct abusers. They're the direct abusers. So they, that's what this organization is. And any one of them cops, say, you know, fuck, like, do the shot for Lando Castile, all that shit. Fuck them. We got to get them out of here. I've been very vocal about that from the jump. You know who Philando Castile is? James, no, not Philando. The guy who killed Philando Castile, that Mexican, Edin. <laughs> your people. Your people, Edin. You know what I mean? Um... <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Who? What's that other cop? Scott or something like that? <laughs> Who's the cop that shot Mike Brown? What was that guy's name? I don't know, but I don't know. What about the the other Mexican down in Florida <laughs> that shot the kid with the hoodie and the skin? Zimmerman. That's Zimmerman. Yeah, that's the Knicks. <laughs> Zimmer hey, James Poland is Zimmerman. Okay, Perry Zimmerman, Mills Zimmerman. That's what they're doing to us. That's the type of abuse, bro. No, I have Weinstein. Bro, it's Weinstein. It's Zimmerman. It is the sports equivalent. They've been raping us. I, I, every time I watch the Knicks game, I want to I want to shower. I want to take a shower and wash off that rape. Every, after this free agency, bro, I felt, I felt Knicks management come leaking out of my orifices. <laughs> because I, I was raped. Oh, I God. can't believe you had season tickets for so long. Bro, I'm glad you canceled though. You know, Dolan Done. got on Twitter yesterday. It was first tweet ever. Knicks fans, basically something like Knicks fans. I know you're upset. I really Dolan believe. Or, or uh, Perry. I thought it was Dolan. Or Sims. Or uh, what was is Dolan. It? whatever. What's up, man? What up, bro? Stay right there. We're gonna get to you in a second because you're very important for this. But go on. Uh, I thought it was Dolan, but yeah, yeah I, Ed, think was, I think it was Dolan. You sure? Okay, yeah. go, go, go. He said basically, Knicks fans, I know you're upset, but I truly believe this is the path to a winning team. It's not. Let me tell you something, Akash. And I mean this sincerely. <laughs> if you see me in a Knicks game, just know Dolan's getting milkshaked. <laughs> you know what those fucking, you know, what is it, the Antifa, those gay guys in Portland. You know what Antifa is? Oh, you're talking about just everyone in Portland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But all, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how they protest by throwing the milkshakes? Yeah. Let me tell you, I'm throwing something at Dolan. I'm throwing something at Dolan. I'm throwing something at Dolan. <laughs> it's going to happen, dude. I'm telling you, if I see him, and you know what? I had the shot. I had the fucking shot. But, it, I, you know, Benders was coming out, and it was on his channel, this, that, the other. You realize, 
I'm willing. I know. If I do it, I'm a New York legend forever. Yeah. But I'll never perform at the Garden. And I think I'm willing to sacrifice performing at the Garden. Who cares? You got a nice arena that's more convenient to get to. One bar away. I ain't going all the way to Brooklyn for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still New York. I'm still New York, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but hey, real you talk. can support Brooklyn. Jay-Z? Bro. Biggie? Uh, honestly, the goats come from Brooklyn. Oh, gosh, why are you going to do this to me, bro? I'm, I'm saying already, you. I'm telling I'm already you. Down, I'm trying to make bro. it easy. I'm, I'm trying to make down. Shamar more and more available, son. Oh. He's there. He's calling for you. Muscles gleaming. Son, I cannot. It's just something that I'm going through right now that's too difficult. It's you feel too, the temptation. You feel the pull. I don't know. No. I'm the pulled. light side. I'm pulled. I'm pulled. It's over. It's done. I'm away. What I'm saying is... I'm, I'm buying you a Nets jersey, son. And that's fine. I'm not going to wear it. My boy Jason and I have a rule. Jason and I share the season tickets with. Mm-hmm. He, we say, cheer, he, he invented this term, cheer no gear. You know what I mean? Cheer no gear. Which means we're going to go watch basketball because we love it with the Nets. That's where we're going to spend our money. We're not going to wear Nets stuff. He is a kid. He's like, do I start making the kid the Nets fan right now? Yes. I say, no, 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 no. Yes. Not just yet. Not just yet. Okay. It's fair. okay. Let him build. Let him build the support, right? Put yourself in the same shoes. Mm-hmm. Cowboys. Yeah. Okay? They've been abusing you for a while. I'm ready to jump. <laughs> I'm ready to fuck any other team that comes to Arlington. No, would, would you go to Houston? Houston, mad for us. And they ain't no borough. That's <laughs> fucking four hours, dog. Is it? Yeah. Let us let Fort Worth get a football team. You run both comedy clubs. That's an hour. Whoa. Fort Worth get a football team. You're I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, and they get fucking marquee players. It's over. It's over. It's That's... over. It's over. So now you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm understanding. I'm not understanding. Wait, where's your jersey? Let me quit. Okay, because it. Okay, 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 okay. It's not there just yet. I still listen. I still love the Knicks. But I can't support this ownership and I can't support this management. I can't do that anymore because it's only going to prolong the devastation and destruction of the Knicks that we know and love. There's a chance, Akash, that in my lifetime, the Knicks won't win a championship. There's not a chance. It's a certainty. Nah, a virtual nah, certainty. Nah, 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 That's just nah, nah, a nah, cool nah, thing to nah, say. Nah, right nah, 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 I'm, on, I'm tough leaning love, into how bad this tough is. Love. This it's, tough it's love. It's kind of tough. It's a little tough for it's me. It's tough love. It's tough. I'm trying to pull you over to the side. Listen, the Nets had Prokhorov. I think he was a fucking idiot. I don't know if he learned or if he sold. Either way, they, bro, got, they got Carl Lentz, dog. Son, they got the most powerful man in basketball, Carl Lentz. He brought everybody over. Brought Kyrie. He's your boy. Brought KD. Carl He's hit me up boy. on the way to Carl hit me up on the way to the podcast, and he was like, "He's like, well, what a crazy day that was, or something like that." I was <laughs> like, you motherfucker, the most powerful man in basketball. He goes, he goes, don't worry, you were with us when we were shooting in the gym. In the gym. So like, he, right. he invited you over. I was like, all right, all right. I'm not a Nets fan just yet, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Nick's got to make some moves. You, you know, you, you foolishly loyal man. This fucking Dolan guy. This fucking Dolan guy. So nice of you to join us, Kaz. In his makeup. So nice of you okay. to join Man, us. Man, makeup, son. Son, you got great skin. Why they put so much makeup on you? Because TV, bro. Shit, I gotta look shiny. Anyway, um, so Kaz. Did I miss too much? Kaz, no, you didn't miss anything because I Perfect. predicted this. We all knew this. Perfect. This is this is something that we all knew was going to happen. What I want to talk about, first of all, it's hard to look at you with this makeup. <laughs> really? <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> well, like, I ran like f- directly off the stand. I didn't even wipe shit off. I was like, Dude, fuck I think it, they make you darker, bro. Did they? I think so. If by darker you mean more dudes want to fuck them, then yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the sexy guy, man. Shit. Okay, so so 
Oh, let's get into it. Here's something. Look like Strong J. <laughs> okay, we've already. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. We already spoke about this for a while, um, and here's the thing: Kaz is suffering from Nick's delusion syndrome. He has the. Uh, I'm not delusional. He has the KDS, and but not only does he have the KDS, he's also clearly being paid by Dolan and the Knicks organization to spread good vibes. And we understand how KTSD, the media works. Nick's Traumatic Stress Disorder. Nick's Traumatic Stress Disorder. Whatever he just said, the acronym for it, that's <laughs> yeah. what we're going to use. Say, it's PTSD with a K. That was uh, great. I, I, didn't, I just didn't know how to put the letters in front of it. Uh, so too. my point is, Kaz, no, it's just, I find it curious, right? I find it curious that no matter what the Knicks do, Kaz goes, now that I think about it, this is a good move. I like it. <laughs> Bobby Portis? 17 years, $4 billion contract? I like it. This guy's got a future. Have you not been critical once of the Knicks on Twitter? You're getting paid, bro. You're getting paid. I've been critical of the Knicks all name year one. long. Name one, name one free all agency move. Name one Last free agency night he was move. pissed, but I'm I'll sure he's convinced himself it's okay. No, here's... This is what convinced himself. Thank you, bro. No. That money, bro. <laughs> that money. They coughing up that money, bro. You're Here, part of it, bro. You're part of the problem. Here's my here's my You're thing. enabling this shit. Here's my thing, right? <sighs> you can't even think of a lie. That's how <laughs> fucked up this shit is, bro. You can't even make up a lie, dog. Just admit you're getting paid. I'm not getting paid. You are, bro. I'm not getting paid. Last night was the most damning evidence that James Dolan needs to sell the team. He absolutely needs to sell the fucking team. Where have you been the last 10 years? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> he needs to sell the fucking team. Um, without him being on the front line saying, this is going to be a great free agency for us, yada, yada, yada. Looking at what they've done without the fucking Katie and Kyrie Coke dream that we've had for the past seven months. It wasn't a dream. It was it was a reality. It was there, and they fucked it up. It was there. Well, And it was even easier once his Achilles got torn. They just had to sign the check, and he would have walked on over. He limped all over. That's it. But why but didn't he do it? Isn't that same old Knicks, though? What you mean? If KD doesn't come back the same way. You take the risk. You take the risk. You, you have take to risk. take the risk just to be relevant again. Yeah. They're, not, they're always relevant. The, no, they're not. They no. suck. It's over. They're no. still relevant. They're only, I, I'm shocked how much we talk about them on this podcast, and it's only because of y'all. I'm telling you, none of my other group chats with friends who don't live in New York, do they talk about the Knicks? No, I, was I, was hanging out, I was hanging out some You're not people relevant. that were in the league. Okay? When I tell you this, these are people that are in the league. They're working for teams. When I tell you, that the Knicks are the laughing stock yeah. of the league. When I tell you, like, even when I bring it up, I'm not even talking about presence of teams. Not I'm even talking just about guys who work on management positions on teams. <sighs> They're the laughing stock of the league. Dude, th when they speak about Perry and Mills, they roll their eyes. They can't believe that people that retarded have jobs in those <laughs> positions. Like, they truly, they literally go, dude, I don't know what's going on. It, it is mind-boggling to people that work in the NBA. Something's up, dude. It's a conspiracy. I promise you he fucked an underage girl. I promise you, Dolan. <laughs> you know the, the, you know the thing I believe that, it, but that, that I don't know what that has to do with the Knicks. I just believe yeah, it because he's, say, he's a rich white dude. <laughs> he so he, he fucked an underage girl, and then shit. somebody knows that it happened. And said, you have to make the Knicks bad, or yeah. I'm going to tell everybody? Exactly, because they are a big fan of the Celtics. You know how billionaires do. It's just like fun shit. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> your Knicks are going to be bad. <laughs> Something happened. You know what they say about Magic Johnson? How he never really had AIDS. He just fucked an underage girl. And they were like, you got to say you had AIDS. 
or else. Really? I've never heard that oh, <laughs> before. Yeah, in my dude, life. That's a big rumor. I've about heard Magic. the Isaiah Thomas Magic Johnson ship. I've never heard that. That's the rumor about about Magic, and that's God why he's damn. so good with you know with the eights. That's uh, why I never well, really affected so that's why he beat the eights. Wasn't really eights. Anyway, that's what Dolan has. I promise you, some somebody's got something on Dolan. He's doing everything he can to squash this team. It's just fucking sad. Like it's just sad. Listen, it's Cavs, sad. Did Cavs break finally? No, it's sad. Oh, it's like close. it's 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 just it's fucking like it's it's. I can't. I can't. If you if anyone was near me this entire weekend, yeah. Like I felt the fucking doom and gloom since like Thursday. Yep. I'm like it's. I'm like the the more the days came, I was like it's, I'm like it's gonna yeah, be the fucking next stupid. It's it gonna is. be the next fucking bullet point on like the fucking dark days of being a fucking Knicks fan. Yep. If they would have went anywhere else, if Kyrie would have went to LA or KD stays in Golden State, going anywhere, like oh okay, well you know we give it a good college try. Nice sort of fucked it up. You signed KD to a deal specifically because he's not playing for a whole year, and you can continue the rebuild that you want that you think is better. You can continue that. How? That's one hundred and forty million dollars to somebody. You can't continue to reload. I thought no. you're, you're Mister. We love the rookies. Yeah, I do love the so rookies. You, so hold, on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Hold but on, the hold flexibility. On. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. You okay. tank again for another year. You get another high pick. Now you have two blue chip players. You got two more draft picks coming from the Mavericks. Probably another draft pick. Oh, the, by the way, uh, thanks for KP. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen only, him play yet. Only move the Mavs. You made. haven't seen him play yet. And we signed him to a max deal. All right. If he goes in and sticks it up, then what? Then we're the Knicks. Worst case scenario, we're the Knicks. You guys could have at least said, hey, we can get... You had the idea. Hold on. You had the idea. You were here on time. You were here on... You were getting another check. Let it flood. Let it flood. You're under the idea. Let it flood. The idea that you're nearly... I think you guys think it's you and the Lakers in terms of relevance. I can't... It is the Lakers, then the Warriors. I think the way you went... that shit? All I say is like, yo, literally, all I said all year is like, I want to watch games for the Knicks past February. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, you're not gonna happen. That's all I'm saying. You're That's not all I'm saying. But you know what? That's all I'm fucking saying. The Knicks are no longer New York's team, so you don't have to be concerned about it. Uh, then that's all going to be good next year. The KD's not playing. The Knicks are no longer New York's team. <laughs> so look, here's the reality of the matter. Let, well, real quick, here's yes, my finish, point. Finish. You signed KD to a four-year contract. It's a three with a fourth-year player option. He's going to opt out. Or you might even get him a team option if you want to say, look, t- team option, maybe. Maybe you can get that. So you're bad for a year. You tank again. You collect a high draft pick. You have one year KD comes back. Then the next year is probably the last year of his deal. That's how all these contracts work. Yep. They're all short-term deals. You sign him to a max just to show the rest of the league, hey, look, we're relevant. And then next year, you still have cap space. You had cap space for two max players, right? You signed KD. Okay. Then next year, when you say KD is going to be healthy, that's what you sell next year's free agency crop on. Yo, KD and you is let KD be healthy. do the selling for you. Hey, come on, let's go. Come play with me. Just like Kyrie did to him with the Nets. Listen, I think we can all agree that we had a horrible week, right? I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Terrible right? week, man. Terrible week. Absolutely. Now, that being said, I thought that there would be one possible way to make us feel a little bit better about our <laughs> weeks. And that was if we bring someone on that had quite possibly a work oh, week than us. Guys, give it up for Francis Ellis. <laughs> Francis Ellis, guys. One of the most prolific and oh. profound writers God. of our generation. Yes. Who's the guy that wrote Catcher in the Rye? Uh, J.D. Salinger. <laughs> He's the new J.D. Salinger. 
Francis Ellis. What's the Johnny oh, Depp movie where wow. he goes to Vegas and he does a lot of drugs? You look like that guy. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. You're a full gonzo journalism, man. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. So, this makes me so happy that you could come here and be our emotional cushion because obviously this show is going to be a complete train wreck. We're yeah. just going to start oh, yeah. smacking mics away, probably end up in an all-out Russian brawl. You know, there's like four-on-four four fights that Good. they do. Yeah, I love those. That was going to be nuts. Yeah. But Pull him through this fucking table. I hear about this amazing story uh, that you went through this week, and as miserable as I was about the Knicks free agency decisions, it gave me a little bit of joy to know that there was somebody that was more miserable than me. And I'm really probably good until Thursday. That's what friends are for. Friends. I mean, look, that's what friends are for. It had been going so well for so, for so long for me that I don't blame God. I don't, what do you want me to say? Like. It had to oh, happen. No. It had oh, to be no an over uh, no a correction. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I tried to, to reach Carl Lentz. He didn't pick up. <laughs> I was like, Carl, I'm ready. And he was like, not now. Who dis? <laughs> um, it, uh, oh, dude, I didn't even tell you the craziest part. Wait, can so we get back like, to the story? For, for people, the, yes. for people yeah. who don't Why understand. Why the craziest part? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. So, so okay. So, just background to the story. Okay, I let you give the background of the story to uh, give all the perspective. Yeah, yeah. Additional so, background. He yes. already gave quite a yeah. bit. So on Friday, um, I was at work when I had. This is back when I had a job. Yeah. And I. Uh, Barstool Francis is now Barstool. just Francis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wrote. I, I was. I saw a blog, a story about this girl who had gone missing in Utah. Her name was Mackenzie Lewick, mm. and it was kind of a story that had been covered by a lot of different news outlets. And there were lots of developments in the case. She'd been missing for a week, and the latest update was that her Instagram had been active, mm. that she'd liked a post on Instagram. So her sorority sisters thought this was a very hopeful sign, and they were they were, they put that over to the FBI. Okay, and I was like, oh wow. There's an interesting thought um, that, you know, Instagram in the age like of social could. media, sorority sisters are finding clues that the FBI is missing. There's your first, like, possible joke in a blog. And then I read um, a headline from an article three days ago on ABC News that said, no foul play is suspected at this time. And even in the, the, the most recent article I had read, they were like, yeah, now they were saying, like, no comment about the foul play thing. But I just thought that the signs were good, you know, about this girl who had gone missing. Right. And I was like, okay, well, you know. Uh, and then I also looked at her Instagram based on the whole thing, and I saw that she was a huge fan of one of our podcasts, Call Her Daddy. And I thought, all I right. love that th podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is a story that our audience at Barstool will want to see. Do you know what I mean? And so I chose to write about it, and I didn't even really write any jokes. Uh, I started out by saying, like, let's hope she's okay. Um, and then I was like, and it's good news that the sisters at the sorority are, have found this. What was the account that she was liking the posts of? And then I included a couple of the posts from that account. It was an account called Fatherless, and it was about... <laughs> It was like girls that have daddy issues or something and like pr were proud of it. And so I included two like thong shots 
of of girls of that account. Right. Not her. No, her, and I was like, this is like okay, whatever. I made a couple jokes about that, and then I ended the blog by being like, you know, let's hope she turns out okay. Um, and that our girls that call her daddy can send her some merch when everything turns up okay. Thoughts and prayers, period. Within 45 minutes of me posting this blog, the news changed and was like, now we have a suspect for her murder. And then an hour after that, it was, we've found her murdered. And at that point, I took the blog down and I was like, I am in big trouble. <laughs> and then... Listen, listen, the, listen. Every news Joel outlet... Doesn't sound too bad. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, then the Daily Beast, Deadspin, the Washington Post, Fox News, everybody emailed me and said, Hi, I read your article about Mackenzie Lewick, and I'm just wondering, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Do you care to comment? And that was when I was like, yeah, this is this is really bad. Um, my boss, Dave, uh, reached out and, and, and fired me. Um, <laughs> it's just a funny sentence. Because you don't often hear reached out and yeah. fired me. Now, how did he fire you? Did he give you like he a called review? Me. He called did me. He, he, no, he, he was he away. Did he article like a pizza? You know, I think... <laughs> Two out of ten, you're fired, Francis. <laughs> yeah, I think at some point he was just like, we don't have a choice yeah, here. Yeah. And... Um, and I, I totally get it. And uh, then I started working on my statement for all these news outlets, and I put that out. And, um, you know, uh, you guys, like, look, you guys know me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think I'm the type of person that would have written a lighthearted, humorous blog about a girl that I thought was murdered? Of course not, right? Not right away. Right. So tragedy plus time. I, you know? I made a very, very careless <laughs> mistake. Right um, at the time, a, 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 I, it was one of those <clears throat> things where I just wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. Unfortunate. And I don't even think I was trying to be funny in, in what I was saying about what I thought was just a missing girl that, that for whom the news was good. And I'm not defending my actions. You know, I totally understand Barcelona's standpoint. I had a wonderful time there. And um, Well, they had to fire you. Yeah, right. But they also had to fire because, like, they're the type of people that want to toe the line. And this, they're going to get a lot of heat for towing the line. Right. When they cross the line... They got a clip because they know there's a bunch of people out there waiting, waiting for that for them, line yeah. to right. be crossed. And, like, right? and the timing of it, because I think they just did like the HBO yep. thing a couple days ago. That was just like... Chernobyl? No, not Chernobyl. No, no, but like, they didn't, didn't think that. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great piece. Uh, a great piece about it. No, they did some on Real Sports where they just kind of like went inside Barstool and like yeah. all in their workings. And you know, everybody Were you on that piece? Chernobyl? No. The, <laughs> the, 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 I wish like I had it. been on that piece. I wish I had. You are a little bit radioactive right now. Yeah, I guess, so kind of. I've been that way since I was three. Um, <laughs> when the, when the hair. Anyway, I don't even like. I'm so just like dazed and kind of like worn out. I mean, it's been insane. Um, but I will tell you guys this. Hey, you know what? Every time you think about how shitty it is, you could always be the girl. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I should have run this by <laughs> my agent. 
I knew. I should. Oh, oh, damn it. Moments like this. I knew it was coming. I saw you. I saw it winding up in your fucking head. A self-imposed restraining order. He called me immediately and started advising me on how to handle it. And I won't even do him the disservice of telling you what he told me to do because what he said was so insane to me. It was like, you got to lean in, you got to be cracking jokes about it. No, I didn't say it exactly. No, but. You I told me what you would have done. You know what's I, funny is you said you weren't going to say it, and then you immediately said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to think you got a little problem with saying things you know you shouldn't oh, say. God. I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> so, I get it. As soon as I saw you, like, I went in a group chat and saw you were coming to the show, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask, I got a couple, I got a couple, like, right, cool. I got a couple texts. I got a couple texts. <laughs> KFC hit me uh, a couple other people hit me so I was like what's going on I go look at her and I call you immediately you were doing something so we spoke the next day yeah and my feeling for you just as your friend I was like okay there's a lot of gravity on you right now you need to make a decision that's going to be what's going to happen after Barstool yeah so you could use the gravity to make a move Right, mm-hmm. and we basically had the conversation, which is, what is that move going to be? Do you do you want to be the dark dude? Do you want to be, or do you want to go? Hey, this is a fuck up of mine, and there's no way in hell I could possibly, you know, predict the future. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, what really happened here. And after we spoke on the phone, what I the sentiment I got from you, why I want you to come on and talk about it, is this the the, ter- the what is it? The chain of events that happened. It is comically awful yeah <laughs> like the fact that like she gets to announced this on the, dead on the sitcom I'm thinking it's within hilarious. 45 minutes of the article coming out it, it's almost as if they were waiting for your article yeah <laughs> before they you know did the deed or whatever right, right? because like it, you never see this kind of thing happen and it sucks because if Barstool wasn't already super edgy let's say this was New York Times or something like that and you were writing an article for the New York Times I don't think you lose your job. Yeah. I think they go, there is no way in hell he could have possibly predicted this. There's no way in hell. Right. Look at anything he's written in the past. Has he ever put anything out there that was nefarious or malicious intent? No. Without a doubt. But because they are already operating in that edgy world, they had to protect themselves. It's like, oh, look at these Barstool guys again. Look at them going behind. Jumping I told you about Barstool. I told you. I told you. Yes. Yeah. That's and, and and you guys know. I mean, look. Uh, this was not on Barstool at all. No. Um, no, no, no. And I made sure. I tried to make sure that people knew that. That the news knew that. Like we are given liberty to publish our own work once we've proven ourselves there. And mm. I've been there for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. For the first year that I was there, I had the training wheels on. I had the editor-in-chief checking all of my work before it was posted. Mm. And uh, and then I had been you know, promoted, basically, right. to being a senior writer. And for a year and a half, I put out you know thousands and thousands of pieces of content. You're blogs. writing how many a day? Four. So he's writing four blogs a day Whew. so think about this I don't miss those days yeah. <laughs> but you're doing you're, how many days a week are you working 
Every day. Every day. So five. So what, is it, what does that end up being? Like 300 days a year or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's five-sevenths of 365. There's no, there's no off day when you're doing like news media. But like, point, yeah. point is, days a year. point is, it's, it's... About a thousand articles a, a year. A thou- minimum a thousand yeah. articles a year. Right. You're one... Dude, there's one with blowback. I mean, you've had other ones where people had negative opinions towards, sure. but it was never like, how could you? Right. Clearly, this was not your intent. Right. And what we've always said, at least on this show, is like, we're judging people based on their intent, not your interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's easy to interpret this as you're a piece of shit. Right. In the article. But clearly, if you knew that the person was dead, wouldn't you have mentioned it in the article? I, it's obvious you didn't. Absolutely. Yeah, you're expecting the, the, fact, the vast more, majority. Of, I wasn't. Of, I was not betting against the story. No, I, I was think you should have got fired. Against, no, I, I think you should have. I was in the text. I don't yeah, get Akash it. Immediately defended. Yeah, me and him. I, me and him were in a group chat going back and forth where I was like. Clearly, I didn't want you to lose your job, but I'm like, I understand why Barstool had to do what they did. Yeah. And he was like, I have no idea why they did what they did. And I'm trying to explain to him. And he literally had no idea why. I don't. <laughs> you're <me>. Billy Bush. <laughs> do you remember when Billy Bush got fired because of the Trump grabbed the pussy thing? I do. Yeah. It's like, what? You didn't do anything wrong. The girl was alive when you wrote it. As far as I knew. But My you know question. what? Let me, let me tell you what I did wrong. Okay. I was lazy. Mm. I could have read more and researched the piece more, and I would have seen signs that said, this is not looking good. Mm. Don't touch it. And I didn't. And it was just a a really careless thing that Mm -hmm. came off as wildly insensitive. Mm. And uh, if you actually break it down to a human level, you remember this is not a young woman who was a tabloid story. This was a young woman with a family that had been going through the horrors of not knowing where she was for an entire week. A a community that was fucking bereaved and freaking out and anxious to all hours of the night. And here I come, some comedian Mm. trying to profit off of it for the sake of laughs. I mean, it's... It's hard. It's perverse in a way. Is it though? Isn't that what we do? Well, it wasn't that funny. That was my big issue with it. It wasn't. Article. It wasn't. But the, here's where I realized my question was: Why would you write the article? And now I hear you have to write four articles a fucking day. So you're looking for the That's interesting a stories. Lot. You're just trying to find something that I can write about. Yeah. And exactly. And it was like with some connective tissue, right? You saw the caller daddy thing. You're like, okay, that's bro, right. This comes back to barstool. Mm. Let me have a take on this. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um. And I'm not defending my ex- decision. I am. I'm qualifying it. <laughs> I'm right? defending it. Well, but that's okay. You don't have. You to You wouldn't have written it though, right? Oh, I'd definitely write a joke about it. If I if she wasn't dead yet, if in my mind she's not. I mean, I have a joke. I have a joke about Bundy. Yeah. And I don't even want to get into it, but it's like pretty bad, and right. they are all dead. <laughs> mm. Right. Do you know what I mean? We right. workshop this joke on this podcast. Did hmm. we? The Bundy one? Maybe. Not the Bundy. Maybe. But there's another element to it, which is that you have established yourself as a person who uh, goes there right. and, has, a, as I've said to you, has a mastery of delivering those jokes where even the most ardent, angry person can, can't help but see the humor in what right. you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And as yeah. Akash said, I mean, who knows? If, if somehow I had made it funny... It's not a discussion. Maybe it's not as bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, maybe if it was humorous, they look at it like there's no possible way he could know that this person is dead. Right. And then and maybe the fact that it wasn't, maybe the fact that it was quite literal 
they were going, oh yeah. shit, look how evil this guy is. Yeah. But someone someone wrote like look perfect the, storm man. the Washington Post and the Deadspin were fine they were fair mm. and then there was one guy at the Daily Beast I want to say that, his that name. was the one they uh, suck. Yeah, that <laughs> one was so insane he said that his title was Barstool Sports blogger slut shames yeah. a murdered girl or something like that it was slut shames and if you look at the blog that I wrote no That's, rational person yeah. would ever say that yeah but that's you, insulting to her, to her that yeah. he said that mm. are you are you familiar with daily beast though not really so daily beast kind of what they do yeah it's yeah, like yeah. they are the clickbait yeah buzzfeed uh a periodical of i think england right aren't they out of the uk or something mm -hmm. like that you got something in the beard right oh my fault uh you're good so it's like they're gonna they have to put the buzzwords in the title fair so they're like okay what's a buzzword that could go with dead girl slut shame boom right yeah, I mean, and then in the article, you know, he goes back through work that I've written over the last two and a half years, and I, I had written once a blog about how attracted I was to a fellow male coworker, and it was a whole fantasy piece about how I wanted to have sex with him. Right. And I got a lot of those he, in a diary. And he wrote, <laughs> and he wrote that I was homophobic because <laughs> you liked your male coworker. Yeah. I read so this is the article I read and I read the excerpts he put out because the blog has been deleted I would love to get that by the way <laughs> I didn't see what was so like fireable uh, what was the thing that I'm like oh that the, specific thing it was thing. the choice to touch it at all at yeah. All. Okay. yeah it was off limits I honestly think if it was if you if and Andrew brought it up before if you wrote that for any other publication they're not firing right. you for that. Because it happens literally right. every day. Even if like, I had written a blog that was like, this girl's missing. If anyone knows where she is, report it to your authorities. Mm -hmm. Let's hope she's okay, period, end. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that, like, uh, people would be like, why, why did you do that? They wouldn't get fired, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But they'd be like, don't, don't fucking, what's not what we're doing here? Yeah. So... Yeah. It's like if you're if you're watching 2020 or like fucking one of them back in the day shows like a current affair about like missing peoples or America's yeah. most wanted or whatever like yeah. you're not gonna get mad at fucking what's the guy's name John Walsh what the fuck is his name Danny Walsh oh know. the guy who would do it at yeah, the end like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. he makes a living off of this stuff right. and it's not just yeah. oh like it's a missing person support there's always like a story that makes them relatable yeah. so like oh man this could have been somebody you're friends with like right. that's what makes it a story that's what makes it a series like. You don't fucking go shit on Joe Walsh or Jim Walsh, whatever the fuck the guy's name right. is, right. for that kind of story. But I just think, I honestly think it's 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 the barstool name. It's you know, if it was anywhere else, they'd be oh man, it's just fucking unfortunate. And that's fair. And 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 if you know, if that is the case, then barstool still isn't to blame for me not. being fired. No, no, I don't think because so because I have to know as an employee there that that's where yeah. I am, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that I can't do certain things. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, as as freeing as it was to write there and knowing you could kind of go as close to the edge as, as you possibly wanted more mm. than anywhere else, there is a responsibility that comes with that which says like, hey, you know, if you go over the fucking line, they'll, they'll cut you're you toast. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happened to me. So what do you think, uh, what do you, think you do now, man? You know, I'm... I, I want to say this. You got a bit? The whole... <laughs> well, I, I am working on a bit about that, which was that I was fired on the way to meeting my girlfriend's parents for the first time. <laughs> Holy Jesus shit. Christ. I was on the train down to their lovely bucolic home in Pennsylvania. Oh, no. And I walked in as everyone was already seated at the dinner table. Um, a fired man 
with a story that I had to tell. Why did you get fired? Well, I tried to make light of a girl <laughs> that was kidnapped. who had been kidnapped and murdered. But no, you didn't know she was murdered. Just kidnapped. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know she was kidnapped. You didn't? Dude, I thought she was just... When, they, when I saw No Foul Play Suspected, that registered to me as she's gone off because she wanted to. Oh, if you didn't even know she was kidnapped, then you're completely innocent in this whole thing. They should have never fired you at all. Well, they have to. You can't predict the future. Fuck, they have to. No, now I'm really upset about no, this. No, because th- then I saw, then I, I did see that they had changed the status from no foul place to suspected to no comment. But didn't you, didn't you also write in the article that like, how do they not suspect foul play? Didn't no, you say something like I didn't that? say that. And I was, I said, no foul play was suspected, which was looking good. But now they're saying this, and they're they're digging in the neighbor's backyard, and it's not looking good. Well, all right, whatever, doesn't matter. Let's go back to you telling your girl's parents. So yeah. how did that happen? So I sat down, you know, yeah. and I'm meeting her parents, and and her her stepdad is a is a pilot. So he plays the whole world by the book. Yeah. Guys, so by you know doesn't do he's any. He's looking for a provider. For yeah, his daughter. And, and he's just on time. Yeah, and a fucking Boy Scout. And uh, here I come, you know. So what do you do, Dave? Fired and and written about in every outlet. And how did they had they take it? They were pretty cool about it. But really? For the sake of being on stage, I'll probably change that story. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe make them. When they cool ask about what it. you do for a living, they say, Francis, what, 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 tell me about your job. What'd you say? You told them. I I said I was just fired, actually. Yeah. And um, why? And well, because I I wrote a blog. Hmm. What was what could that have been? Oh wow. And had to kind of get into the whole story. So. Um, the the thing I want to say though is this: yeah. we live it, and, and I know you and I have had many conversations about this. We live in this cancel culture. Right. Wait, wait, wait. This moment gave me hope. Right. It was encouraging to me because once I put out my statement and I told my story, the overwhelming response on the internet was forgiving. People made it clear they were able to differentiate between my mistake and all these people who have come before me that we've canceled. And I had the executive producer at the Ellen DeGeneres show tweeting kind of his forgiveness and support. I had a a writer at the New York Times, this woman who also said, this is a tremendous apology, you know, good luck or whatever. I mean, it wasn't the scalping that I thought I was gonna walk myself yeah. into. Yeah. And um, that that gave me hope. Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't do anything bad, in my opinion. Like, let's say this girl just didn't call home for a little while and then she was found. That article's completely fine, right? I wondered about that. What do you What do you think? You're fine. You think if she turns up and and there's you know she just was like camping for something? I honestly don't even think it's it's if it's if she gets found a lot found alive or dead or not. I really thought it was just because it's a barstool article and it's oh here come these barstool fucks again <laughs> like not giving the fu- like they already have the reputation that they have. But if she doesn't die, right? She just comes back and she was like, my bad guys, I was in Dubai, I didn't have my phone. I mean, it's I not necessarily all, all of a sudden you're just a guy who wrote the article that was. I guess accurate in this certain situation and you're not a piece of shit. Nobody's upset because she's alive, right? They're right. so happy that she's alive, they're not worried about your little article. The only problem is is that she ends up dead and you had no clue that she would be dead. Right. I mean, 
Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy? I wasn't even playing the odds. It wasn't a, wasn't a coin flip to me. Right. I thought, because I made a fucking assumption, right. I had convinced myself she was alive mm. and yeah. fine. And that's, uh, that's where I went wrong. Uh, can you write an article about uh, the Knicks management in front office? Because I would love it if they were found dead. That would be perfect. If you could write your first blog about uh, Perry, Mills, Dolan, and Fisdale, that would be perfect. I, I, I don't. I will happily write. Uh, I'll have to just come up with my own fucking blog. You know, check yeah. me out at uh, WordPress.com/slash/stoolbarsports. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what do you think's next, Francis? Talk to us. Um, I'm going to start a podcast. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 I want to get all of you on it. Please. Yes. Hey, buddy. It's going to be the four of us every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have... This is my podcast. <laughs> and I'm thrilled. We're, our set, we're all set up here. We will support, um, you're man. You're welcome. Yeah. And, uh, no, I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm going to start a podcast. And, and I think a lot of people who loved hearing me on on Sirius XM every morning with with Willie and Large um, are going to be you know excited to tune in I hope um, and I, I don't want to be seen as like profiting from my demise at Barstool but I just this is what I do yeah. this is my job I'm a comedian and um, I'm going to move forward and, and try to build things and uh, I, I have no intention of switching industries obviously this was a huge blow losing mm. a tremendous job at a great company you'll be all right but uh that's what i'm gonna do i want I mean, to you were gonna be a barstool forever yeah you'll be all right right you did your time you know you'll be fine yeah, yeah. you put in your time now you got to find a way to you know harness all the the fans and supporters that you made over there so podcast yeah. is good but this is the guy to talk to this is mr independent right here i know yeah, let's talk <laughs> he's a chance yeah. to rapper well comedy. i do want to talk to you i want to talk to you about all the different vessels through which one can build a podcast and let's uh, do it we'll, we'll have a yeah. yeah we'll definitely have a talk but i i agree i think the tricky <clears> thing and we spoke about this he's over busy so you're gonna have to your schedule is wide open his not so much so you're gonna it have is to. wide open i mean the hamptons <laughs> are only so nice this time <laughs> yeah. so it's like, oh, how do I get, maximize my time on Dad's boat? You know, um. the tricky thing really is, I think, and and we had this conversation is is you uh, straddling, you know, uh, traditional industry and independent. Mm -hmm. you know an independent uh, career path right? And uh, both are still viable options for you. I think you got out of this scandal pretty pretty well. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, think we're in a we're in a time where people aren't just looking at headlines and being like, oh fuck get this guy out of here yeah. like people are actually starting to use their their minds and be like alright well it's, you need, it's yeah. the, the worst I could probably hear somebody saying is like oh it's just fucking unfortunate for that family and that girl to have, probably have to read that and all right. that oh, yeah. shit but nobody's of like of course. I don't think anyone's like this guy's a fucking piece of no. shit or anything like this that this is not like, a pattern of my no, behavior no, no, yeah no. Um, yeah man I think you'll be alright no, I think you. I think you'll be fine. I think you just got to figure out exactly, you know, what it is you want, what it is that you're going to do, and I think it's got to be a compilation of both. I don't yeah. think anybody can do like just traditional media. I think they got to do some independent stuff as well. Totally, but and it's out there. You know, There's no better time to do it up. than now, man. Yeah. But yeah, but people. <laughs> I mean, you didn't really fucked up. Things were fucked up that happened, and yeah, you are worried about the trauma that maybe was caused, you know, with the family. You know what I mean? I mean, who knows? That family was probably trying to get a little bit of distraction from their missing daughter, probably reading Barstool articles. And then <laughs> oh, Jesus right. Christ. Well, let's well, hope not. I mean. Oh, man. You know, this one uh, fucking guy who cracks me up. You know what I mean? I love this guy. He hates pit bulls. I hate pit bulls. There you go. You know? Yeah, I hope they weren't readers of mine. I don't 
but who knows? That would suck. So while we're making enemies, why do you hate pit bulls so much? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no you know, one hates pit bulls more than France. I, really? I why didn't you like them. When you first moved then, to New York, did you live around a lot of Puerto Ricans or something? What, what? I, uh, <laughs> a lot of DMX videos growing up. <laughs> you know, I was, I was a huge Mike Vick fan growing up. And then all that the happened. Pit bulls took him away from you. <laughs> We missed his prime. Three he years of his prime. The My God, how many MVPs would he have won? How many at least, scrambling at least. yards? How many walk-off scrambles? He was made scrambles? for today's game. Goddamn it! I had a red authentic <laughs> jersey oh, when shit. he played for the Falcons. Greatest. I spent all my raking money. I would rake yards oh my for gosh. my neighbors. I spent all of that money on buying that jersey. And the moment I bought it, he went to prison. Greatest video game character of all time. Yeah, by the way. Madden was oh seven or something. Yeah, I think so. yeah he was oh, over. The yeah, goat. Him and Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile, like the two most unstoppable yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. video game players that ever uh, yeah. live or okay. be made or whatever. So, so the Pitbulls take uh, Mike Vick from you. They take him, and then and then, then you start um, to have a little disdain for these Pitbulls. And You're then like, I, well, I started reading the statistics, and and it was pretty damning. And then what are the statistics? Just to fill us in, fifty uh, uh, the Philadelphia Children's Hospital. <laughs> Oh my god. I got this, bro. Are you a pit bull owner? Are there any pit bull owners in here? If only you did this amount of research on another story. Absolutely. At least then they'd be like, well, he's an asshole, but he did his research. He's a journalist, too. He's a journalist, goddammit. Doing his job. Go on, Children's Hospital. Philadelphia Children's Hospital did a study of all dog attacks on children for like a seven year period from like you know 1999 to 2006 or something okay and um of no, all it, the it, dog I got it son I got it go on of all the the violent dog attacks 51% of them were from pit bulls the next highest breed was Rottweilers at 14%. Wow, that's a wow. steep drop off. And then it went to like 6% at like Dobermans, Dalmatians, yeah. whatever, <laughs> down from there. Mm. It was so lopsided. And how many golden retrievers were labs? As far as I know, zero. Wow. It's almost like those dogs are wonderful. It's almost like there's certain dogs that are bred to be nice and pets, and other dogs that are kind of bred to just eat people. That's right. That's yeah. children's faces. Pitbulls. <laughs> and I had blogged all the pitbulls are raised, though. Does it? It does. Dude. <laughs> it does. I've seen some cuddly ass pit bulls, bro. Like, yeah. No. Well, here we go. Yeah, everyone can find a picture of an adorable pit bull. <laughs> yeah. How about you Google, like, a like nice them pit bull. in the fucking. In the fucking. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to that. Like, go. Yeah, like, That's the pit bull. I know. Just imagine a nine year old's face in between Holy those shit. teeth right there. Yeah. So, I, I wrote this blog after an emotional support pit bull attacked a young girl in the Portland, Oregon airport. And immediately like the pit bull bit. lobby came after me, and they were—I mean, they were—they were more vicious than the dogs. But, <laughs> and, um, I don't know about that. Uh, it's hard to be, but they were like threatening my life and yeah. all this. And then I'm not kidding you. Man. Six months later, my dad, my mom, and our two delightful yellow labs, Milu and Rosie, were walking down the dock at the marina for a picnic on our boat, and they passed a <laughs> guy. Oh fucking goodness! That's the whitest sense. Oh my fucking oh, no, it, it, it gets less. Nobody's feeling sorry for you after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So your mom, your mom and dad, who are still happily married, yep. uh, <laughs> thirty-three years, thirty-three years. You and who else? 
and I wasn't there. Okay. Uh, and there's two, and there are two do- our two dogs, yeah. uh, Milu and Rosie, both mm. yellow labs, and they're older yellow labs, ten and eleven. We're walking happily down the dock, um, and there was a guy in his boat, and he had, I think, two pit bulls with him, and one of them jumped out of the boat, and the guy was like, "Wait!" But it was too late. And they latch it latched onto Rosie's neck oh, and fuck. bit down, and they couldn't get it detached. And Rosie didn't know what to do. She wasn't fighting back. She was being mauled. And my dad tried to push the dog off, and it oh, bit him boy. through the webbing of his hand. Ooh. Yeah. So Rosie had like sixteen staples in her neck, and they had to put a drain in. My dad had to get stitches all through his hand, and. Um, <sighs> It was almost like Pitbulls had read my blog. <laughs> Honestly. It was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to say it about us? Well, we're going to do exactly what you think we're going to do. And they fucking killed my family. <laughs> and uh, I can show you guys the pictures of it. it. It was insane to me. It was so karmic. Um, and so that just completely reaffirmed every thought I ever had about Pitbulls. And... Uh, that's why I don't like them. So we should get rid of pit bulls is what you're trying to say. No. Make no, them illegal no. to be pets. It is a... It, look, I don't know where you guys stand on guns, yeah, yeah. but it is exactly the same fucking argument that we have about guns. For sensible people, right? Sensible pit bull reform. Okay? Okay. Um, I see where you're going with that. Pit bulls... Good. <laughs> so many of the uh, owners yeah. refuse to get them neutered or spayed, mm. right? And in a lot of country, uh, states, that's required. A lot of cities, I think it's New York, it is New required. York is one, but yeah. a lot of these places, they don't do it. Mm. And something like some vast majority of the pit bulls that do commit these vicious attacks are unneutered, unspayed. And if you did that... You are lowering, especially with the males, you are lowering their testosterone and you are making them a lot more docile. And it's the same thing where it's like, okay, do we really need fucking people to be able to buy AK-47s and, you know, semi-automatic yeah. assault yeah. rifles? It's yeah. almost but like somebody should have a fucking, like, a screening to be like, hey, you probably yeah. shouldn't have a fucking machine gun. Right, or bump maybe stock, not, load, yeah. like the, the, yeah. the high caliber, whatever, the, the huge magazines yeah. of yeah. bullets. Um, but do you think it's similar to a gun where, like, once you own one, you're like, oh, no, this is the shit? <laughs> it I could be. Right. Could be. You want to hear? You know who's a huge fan of pit bulls? Willie. Girls. Wow. That, I mean. <laughs> no. Close. Uh, it's, it's, it's women who jog at night. Yeah. Uh, that makes perfect sense. For sure. It's a I gun. I bet they're a big oh, fan yeah. of guns, too. Uh, there was an article I wrote about. Any girl who's not a fan of getting raped in a park is probably a fan of And that's most women. Yeah. Protection. Uh, yeah. What yeah. girl would not want protection as she's running at night? Right. Right. Well, so why would you run at night? Not, not trying to blame <laughs> you, but like of all the times you could run, why the fuck do it at night in Central Park? The answer to that is that some women's work schedules only permit them go. to run at night. Oh, yeah? What time are they waking up to work? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they work two or three jobs. A woman <laughs> working two to three jobs. Are you out of your fucking mind? There are a lot of single moms out there. I don't know where they are. My is this girl you're describing? That oh. She's working two to three jobs. See, two you want me to get this? Would have gotten me fired. Wow, dude, are you a fourth job? Is what I'm saying. Goddamn, everybody. Um, but no, there's no way. Two to three God, jobs. This is gonna be a rough you know a girl that has two to three jobs? <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> Who has two to three jobs? I, I don't know. I, I, I was just like, the, the other argument is like, well, why don't they run on a treadmill? And it's like, well, they shouldn't have to do that. The problem, of course, is with men who attack women who are jogging. Um, and that's absolutely true. But having said that, like, because I covered this whole story, If too. I don't want to get hit on, I don't go into a gay bar. Now, it's not their fault. Now, now, yeah, maybe they shouldn't, like, sexually harass me by grabbing my butt. That being said, I'm increasing the proximity of my ass to guys who are going to grab it How by walking into the gay bar. How many hit on you? Say again? How many gay people hit on I'm you? I'm giving the hypothetical, like... I'm, <laughs> not, not enough for I'm me. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually offended <laughs> by a few. Now, uh, the hypothetical I'm giving you is that I'm putting myself in a position where that could potentially happen. This, un unfortunately, Andrew, this does place the blame inherently on the women. No, no. What it doesn't, it doesn't blame them for doing it. The action is always the person who commits the crime. What I'm saying is you're making a conscious choice to put yourself in a position where crimes get committed. For example, if I'm walking around with my brand new uh, uh, Ferrari and I'm leaving the keys in in a bad neighborhood and it gets stolen, what do people say to me? Well, that was stupid of you. You shouldn't have done it. Right? But... Are you victim blaming me for 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 shouldn't I be allowed to park my car in any neighborhood I would right. like to park it? Right. No, my shit got stolen because I made a decision right. to park it in a neighborhood where shit gets stolen. So so your point is is fair in in what I would add to it is that even as a man and a larger man I would not run mm -hmm. through a bad exactly. neighborhood at night gender be damned mm -hmm. it's irrelevant like if you think that where you're running requires you to carry mace don't, don't run. do it <laughs> now we're not victim blaming we're protecting you we're trying yeah. to put like what would you tell your daughter it's very simple and I would ask women to do the same thing what would you tell your daughter would you advise your daughter to run in the park at night if you found out your daughter moved to New York City right you're about to have a daughter yeah what would you tell her if she, if she wants a little jog at night I got a treadmill at home. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Why is it crazy when you give people pot, uh, advice I that mean, could we save their lives? Obviously, we're, you know, people who think like us don't think like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we would love to live in a world where I can park my car wherever. A woman can wear whatever she wants, and there's no rapists. And yeah. uh, but like. This is the world we live in. Yes, we yeah. live in reality. We, we live in a right. world where like these things happen, and we try our best to minimize damage. And, and we no also have to acknowledge like these people that are like rape and shit. These people are animals, right? They're not human beings, so they're not operating on the same empathetic level that mm. we operate on, right? So mm. what do you tell people when right. there are animals around? Very similar to this pit bull situation, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're criminals. Like criminal. Like they're criminals these are, these are deranged to, people yeah. that will not abide by the, the structures of society. So, so, so stop hoping that they will. Right. Exactly. You're in a zoo. Yeah. You're in the fucking zoo. Yeah, so don't be surprised when the animals do fuck shit. Basically, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, Francis, if you'll continue to join us, um, hopefully we've done some good PR for you. Maybe we've ruined your I wonder, career even further. Uh, <laughs> I might need to look at this. You might need to. Yeah, it's right. fine. But yeah, uh, right. I think that we've got a lot of good sports stuff that we need to touch on, man, a lot with this uh, free agency. Man. Bunch great. of very interesting stories. Wild. and um, A whole lot. One I'd like to touch on, which is a little bit odd, but I, and I don't think it got enough, um, it got enough buzz, but I was fascinated by it. Nikola Miritic. Four years, 100 million. From? Orlando. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Oh. This is a different. This is a different. So Ni Nikola Miritic played last year for the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. Yes. Incredible season. Was very effective on the Bucks. Was looking to, I think, this year get a contract worth something like maybe $60 million. Mm-hmm. 
$60 million, four, yeah. four years, $60 million, something like that, chooses to leave the NBA and play for Barcelona in Spain. Got $80 million in Spain tax-free. Wait a American minute. American dollars. Is th- and I did not know what he got offered. <laughs> yeah. What was the offer? Eight, four years, $80 million tax-free <laughs> in Spain. See, that is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That is fascinating that other countries are outbidding I thought he went because he didn't want to play with you know nah. this American style. He wanted to be I'm a star. Sure, of the I'm team. sure. I'm sure that figured into it, but it's like four years, eighty million tax free. Mm-hmm. That is literally one hundred sixty. That's like million. signing a hundred fifty million dollar deal. Yeah, exactly. Holy <laughs> it's shit. enormous. And 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 I, just a, a quick side note. Uh, you know where this is? N- nowhere is this more poignant than with women basketball players. Oh, for sure. They go to Russia, yeah. and the oligarchs in Russia have this weird thing going where they their favorite hobby is to buy women's basketball teams and spend as much money as they can, and all the best WNBA players are going over there because go. they're getting paid fucking orders of magnitude mm-hmm. more than what they can make it's in the WNBA. It's their uh, dog fighting. Yeah. Well, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. Or like, they're, what is it? Uh, I wouldn't vote with that. And it's, what is cockfighting cock or whatever fighting. like that, right? It's like, right. the cocks. It's, yeah. yeah, literally. Wow. It's such a so Yeah, it, it, it's just a fun little thing to watch them play. Yeah. And it is there, you know, it's no different than like having a yacht or it just becomes one of their, you know, uh, luxuries in life. Right. The fact it, that you own profitable. a female basketball no. team. Yeah, but I also think there's part of it, which is there's a, there's a little part of them that's going, I'm buying Americans. Oh, interesting. Mm. And I think that they know they can't afford to get the American male basketball players, but they do like the fact that these Americans need them, mm. especially American women. Like, because what do we do? We buy their brides, right? Oh, I mean, it's not so all it's like American women. On we're gonna things. we're gonna cook up. Oh, you guys are gonna buy all our women. All right, boom. We're gonna buy some of yours. And hmm. We're gonna buy your best because you guys can't even afford to pay them what they deserve in America. You're, I think there's a little bit. of You're it. like the only person I know who could possibly have come up with that. Bro, you, <laughs> I don't yo, know if that's I'm a compliment. Fascinated. I'm fascinated. I'm going to Russia to do shows. By the way, shouts to Russia if any of you guys listen. But I'm fascinated with Russia because I figured out why Russians got the hottest chicks in the world. I put it together. So, World War II, how many Russians die? Mil- tens of millions. 25 million minimum. Yeah. That's, the, that's the rough estimate. 25 million minimum. Yeah. Didn't okay. Stalin kill like, like 10 found. million of his own? Ten, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Stalin was responsible for killing tons of his own. A bunch of them just yeah. freeze, etc. But 25 million Russians die, right? Now, these are Russian men. Keep that in mind, right? So now you have this massive surplus of women mm-hmm. in the population, Okay. So any dude that makes it back from war has his pick of the litter. And if he's not PTSD or alcoholic, et cetera, if he has any semblance of a job, he has 10 chicks. I was speaking to a buddy of mine who grew up out there. Mm-hmm. He said 10 chicks, minimum, like 10 women, minimum. And they're willing to be on port. So you have the hottest women on the plate, already very attractive, right? And men who have their pick of whoever. Mm. So you're just breeding with the hots. The uh, uglies die out. Fuck. So now you have two or three or four generations later, only the attractive, the most attractive of Russian women mm. could get dick. Right. Only them. So now these babies for the next three or four generations are just based on hot Russian pussy. And now if you go on Instagram right now, you got a million different Russian Instagram model pages where they all have a million followers and they're the baddest bitches you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there in September. 
Wow. Well, that's, that is I don't know awesome. how you follow that. <laughs> Alex, you ready, bro? Oh, <laughs> oh, that shit. God damn. <laughs> I love that. Now, now, what is the language like? I mean, are, do they have bilingual comedy clubs? And like, the, what, how does that work? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. I'm just going to look <laughs> at those you know, stupid cathedrals they got with the pointy tips. Hmm. <laughs> but you're performing, right? Yeah, I'm going to do one show, and then the rest is just kind of like looking at shit. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, how that's, you write all, all your great expenses. Uh, I think I'll go for like four or five days. Mm. That's great. Or we'll go Sick. for like four or five days. Hopefully Alex can get in. He is an international failure. I was about to say, like, am I? <laughs> okay, but not to. Not, they didn't not take to, your passport? No. no, no. Oh, okay, cool. But not to get too crazy <laughs> or not to get too off topic. I just find it interesting when uh, players that could play in the NBA choose to play overseas. And there was somebody else Josh Childress did that years ago. Josh Childress was the first mm. one to play in Greece, and I heard he got fucked over. I heard they didn't even pay the whole thing. Really? And that is a problem in some of these countries. Like, you go play in Turkey, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got you, $20 million, mm. and then that check doesn't get cashed. Uh, Sean mm. Livingston went over there, I think. Oh, really? I think after he Pat broke Burley his went leg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he went over yeah. abroad. There are, uh, Sasha Vujicic mm. went yep. abroad. I mean, but that's obvious. Um, Pat Bev went there for a little bit. Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Spain, you're good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Spain, yeah. you're good. But if you go to certain places, it can get dicey and you might not get paid. Oh, for sure. Well, they, the highest... I thought I was under the impression the highest market was in China. I was about to say I just I just uh, hosted the thing for Slam about Stefan Marbury, yeah, mm-hmm. about like how much money he made over in China and like they are basketball and almost uh, probably to the same effect of you with like Russian women, yeah, and how they love men's basketball and shit like that, like. He's like Jordan over there. Yeah, but like he's but definitely he, made way more money over there than he did business in NBA. wise. Yeah. Not, not his contracts, but maybe not, I mean, his even contracts even were contract high. Probably, but yeah. he would be paid like ninety percent of the team's salary. salary. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was yeah. a superstar. He was the, the only face in China that anybody cared to mm-hmm. go see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jimmer Fredette spent a long, long time over there. Too. Very true. It's interesting because um, why don't Nate Robinson do that? Dude, he he should. He would, he would get. Paid I think he still got dreams over there, of being but, you know, over here. A lot of people, any literally any NBA player with any name could go over to China and make tons of millions. Dude, of dollars especially over if there. you learn some of the language. Sometimes I'll watch these YouTube videos of black guys that speak Chinese or Japanese speaking mm. to Japanese people and surprising them, and it's just the best. Mm. Like with Kawhi, the, they can't. Be, no, 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 no. <laughs> like they cannot believe the, right. the black guys that are fluent. They mm. cannot believe that the black guy speaks. And at uh. first, they're like a little nervous, and they're like, "How do you know that?" Mm. It's not even because, like, it's not for 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 black people in China more so than just being good at basketball. Like, they just don't see black people at all. Period. Fat over there. Either. So, like, when they go over there, like, <laughs> one of my boys over there went to go play in China, and they just come up to you and like touch you, touch you, and like touch your face. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I never. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost yeah. like oh, you're a fucking you're an attraction. You're a celebrity just being there, especially if you're already famous. And know, I'm curious like, as to why they can't play defense against guards. <laughs> like, like China makes decent right. tall guys, right? They make decent power forwards, and like some of them have had you know somewhat success in the league. Not Yi tons, Jin but then, Lin. yeah, like like they Yao can. Is the, Yao, Yao is obviously the biggest yeah. one, but they've had other power forward type players that can play that kind of like stretch four, right? Mm. Uh, even stretch five. But for whatever reason, the guards. I don't know if it's genetic. I'm not sure what it is. They just cannot keep up with these American washed athletes. <laughs> like Bonzi Wells goes over there. Bonzi Wells couldn't score ten points a league in the, mm. uh, ten points a mm. game in the league. Goes over there and is dropping sixty points a game. Mm. Bonzi, you know, what does well. There's the athletes who don't really understand the game here. Bonzi, good athlete, low basketball IQ. Steph, 
good athlete, low basketball IQ. No, Steph go, had decent. Steph had good IQ. Steph had good basketball. I think he just started to lose his athleticism. Steph's, Steph's one of those guys that like. I never yeah, thought he was. I think I think he lost a little bit of his athleticism, and he just kind of. Well, that's only because I saw the documentary. He just lost the love of the game. But he's one of those guys where like at 41 like yeah. 41 you're busting these guys ass yeah I mean, T-Mac went over there right I don't think so not that I know I think he I think he did they just loved him because he played for the Rockets yeah oh yeah he had we, those like uh, okay. those Rocket like those Chinese jerseys that they made for the Rockets like yeah. those like huge sellers or whatever but anyway it's an interesting thing when you know the international market starts to scoop up legit NBA players yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, that's that's happening, and especially now where social media and internet so prevalent. Yeah, that like, there's gonna be some people. There's gonna be a lot of guys probably this year. Like once the free agent market clears up, right, and there's nowhere for them to go, they're like, fuck, I'll go make a quick thirty million for one season in China. So how long bet. is it until we have a Champions League version of basketball? Mm. I think ten years at least. I think it'll be a while. Really? What do you yeah. mean? So a Champions League in soccer is the best teams of each separate division in Europe, right? So like the best teams in Spain, a couple of them. Will the top four against. teams in Spain from the previous season: top four in England, top four in France, top four in Holland. Compete. They'll all compete in their own league, right? Mm-hmm. So I could see in maybe not the near future, but let's say ten years, the best. Let's say two teams in the NBA, two teams in uh, Spain. You know, two teams in where? Who else has a decent basketball? Well, China, Israel, Israel, Argentina. That's right. Mm. Maybe even Brazil. Like, mm. what if we had a fucking tournament? It didn't even have to be like a FIBA Cup. Yeah, I'm about to say it's kind of like the FIBA World Cup, but I guess you're talking about with like club teams. Yeah, with club teams. Yeah, okay. I mean, great way to grow the game. It'll take a minute. It'll take a minute. It'll take. I think. I think. To 12 years? 10, 12 years? There need to be more of an exodus Even from the NBA. And not only that, but like, okay, if you compare it to the Olympics, like why was the U.S. basketball team so dominant for so long? Well, it's because American players were the best. Mm-hmm. Right. But only when we you know, we saw players like Pau Gasol and really flocking home and, and, and taking it seriously to play mm-hmm. for their national team, could those other teams actually hold a candle oh, it's, to it's America? The dream team made that happen. Yeah. Like they didn't even they've never even seen players like that up right. until nineteen ninety two. And then like years later, you ask all these international guys, when was the first time you saw basketball? Oh, a dream team. Mm-hmm. Dream team. You know what I mean? Like so that's kind of, that's kinda of what happened this week with baseball. Like, they sent the Yankees and the Red Sox over to fucking London to play yeah. games over there for the Stage first time. Stage that game. Stage that shit. They got the, for the Yankees fucking smacked 14 <laughs> home runs and shit. And that was like, insane. Did you see that? I you didn't give see it like 12, 14 they years. They played in London, and the game, I think the final score was like 17 13. Beat the shit out the Red Sox. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the shit out. But it out was of a good, it, like, both teams put up crazy numbers. It yeah. was the perfect display of baseball. All the fans for got baseballs. They got fucking home yeah. runs to take home long foul drive balls and yeah. ground rule doubles and all that type of shit. In like 10, 20 years, you're going to see like a huge top prospect coming from from over there mm. and be like, the first time I saw baseball was like going to see Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, you need to get it. it out there. Yeah, just get that's it how it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's what baseball's trying to do, man. They're falling behind with the NBA and the NFL and everybody else being an yeah. international game. Like, I mean, they got to figure out something because... America's yeah. pastime doesn't mean much right now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, you're literally a pastime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what else? I mean, there's been so much free agency shit, so maybe we could just do a rundown. ever in free agency. It was ever. unbelievable. I think the decision ever. was crazier because we'd never seen it before. Yeah. The super team. Yeah. But this was just unreal activity. So let, let's go to the other thing I think shocked all of us, which was D'Angelo Russell going D'Angelo to... D'Angelo Russell 
Randall is a fucking the warrior. Warriors. I heard he's getting traded. Then the Again. next day, it got reported they're not. <laughs> they don't want D'Angelo Russell. They, they just, just didn't want to lose KD for nothing. So, so they were like, let us get somebody chip. we can trade for something else. <laughs> wow. Mm. Okay. Savvy move. Savvy move. So this guy is good. Meyer? Is that his name? Bob Myers? Bob Myers, This yeah. guy is fucking sharp, man. Yeah. This is the difference between the Knicks and an actually classy, intelligent organization. I don't even think it's that. <clears throat> I think it's when you have a player of value and you treat them well. Right. And you have a good we relationship know with about them. that. Yeah, we we don't have a player that good that could be like well, okay. Well, you could have we had Porzingis. We could have figured out something to do with that, but we didn't. And you could have had a player value. You just traded him. No, you just didn't offer him the max. We just didn't offer the max. That's what KD we, we could have could been. Very easily, very easily had KD, and then we could have traded him. That's the other thing. We could have gotten KD for the max and then traded him halfway through the season. What I thought was going to happen with mm. KD was, um, I thought that the Warriors were going to sign him, and I wasn't the most wrong. I thought With the Warriors. The I thought the Warriors were going to sign him. I thought give him the supermax, and then he was going to stay halfway through the season. And the Warriors were going to tell the Knicks which guys they wanted them to draft in one year deals, and then halfway through the season they were going to do the swap. I heard about that. I heard something about like a delayed sign and trade or some shit like now, that. Now the problem with this is executing these things. Teams talk about this all the time with each other. They got to trust. You can't you. trust the other team. They mm. got to trust. Well, you. what has to happen is you need to get Dolan, and who owns the Warriors? Lakeup? Um, no, Lakeup. Lakeup. Yeah. Joe Lakeup. So he's retiring get, KD's number, by the way. Uh, we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, I wanted to get you to that. fucking scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking scumbag. Exactly. exactly. That's yeah, all I want to get to. Jersey 35. and the Raptors wait, for your fucking Achilles. No, that's I can't wait. Exactly. That's exactly. the cost of a Jersey and the Raptors. Exactly. I can't wait until Kevin Durant finally has his fucking tell-all and finally says how he really feels about that shit. I got good insider information. I got good insider information. They did exactly what I told you on motherfuckers. They did. Forced his ass to go on out there, lied to him about the injury, put tons of fucking pressure. But but I digress. What, what were we just talking about? Oh, the sign of trade, right? Mm, yeah. Delayed sign of trade with the Knicks. So and the you Warriors. basically need Dolan and Lakeham to get on the phone and go, "We're both doing this, right? Yeah. Like you and I, this is a handshake agreement, but this is real. And the problem is, it's very rare that you can get two owners to have that conversation. It's worse, or to it's hold worse, their bro. word, or to hold their word. I was with fucking Ian Begley just before shooting this shit, <laughs> and he was basically like, "The Knicks never even got a meeting, bro." It was between the Knicks and it was between. Son, I, thought, I wanted Katie to go to the Knicks. I can't believe I wanted you guys to be happy. I wanted Katie to go to the Knicks. Mm. I was like, the best case scenario: Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, Katie goes to the Knicks. Exactly what I said. Mm. Tank for another year, get another great draft pick. Barrett will be better by that by the time KD's healed up. Mm. You have another draft pick ready in the wings. You got Mavs picks. You're set the fuck up. Kaz has sources. Everybody says Katie's going to yeah. the Knicks. Yeah. I thought it was locked up. I was excited for y'all. I'm like, yo, it's happening. Put money on this if you want. And then they didn't. I would have put money on it from people that I talked to. I did put money on it that he wouldn't go. Really? (laughs) I want a hundred bucks, and I want a hundred bucks from a guy who represents players in the league. Yeah, who really thought that he was going to the Knicks? I knew we would. Literally, it it was was the one thing that everybody had written in the stars. Like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to the Knicks. But it's 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 Dolan, and it is the fucking the the most damning evidence that that motherfucker needs to sell. Fish rots from the head down. You don't get rid of Dolan. You don't change the franchise. Simple as that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. They the pitch worked. That's the sad thing about it. The New York pitch worked. They just didn't want to play for that New York team. Yeah, and it, I, honestly, I blame DeAndre, and and I don't blame DeAndre because DeAndre no, just he saying went in there what and was like, mm, this is what happens. This ain't it. Yeah, this is what he said. Yo, New York is the greatest city. So if you could play here, do it. But if you could not play for the Knicks, do that, <laughs> do too. that too. Oh wow, there's a Nets team. Oh yeah, let's go yeah. over there together. Motherfucker took less money. It's just you know who put, set this in motion a decade ago is Jay Z. 
New York yeah. is there for the taking. Mm. Yeah. This motherfucker saw it 15 yeah. years ago. Now, did he get bought out? What's yeah. I think he sold yeah, the, he when sold, he, sold he sold the shares. When he formed Rock Nation, he couldn't ah, have he couldn't can't legal conflict right. of interest. Yes. There you go. Gotcha. Can, can you guys, I, I have missed a lot of the free agency stuff. Because Were you busy doing something else? I have been <laughs> yes, busy yeah. uh, with my own things. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, where's Kawhi going? Kawhi, still we still don't decided, know. Leaning heavily toward the Lakers. Kawhi's dead. You think? Yeah. I, I don't know for a fact, but this is my assumption. I think that Kawhi's uncle, who's been doing most of the you know, behind the scenes stuff, Uncle Dennis, is actually a shrewd. I think he's a shrewd uh, business person. He's just sloppy because he's new to it. Hmm. So I think what these meetings are that are happening now are him living up to his word. I think Dennis spoke to the Lakers. He spoke to these different teams. He spoke to the Clippers, and he said, hey, I'm going to give you guys a meeting with Kawhi. And I told you that before we won the championship, and I'm going to live up to that. But what happens is he goes into the meeting, they pitch Kawhi, and then he finds a way to you know, politely say, listen, you guys did a great this pitch, is great, this is a, but, but we like where we are right yeah. now. Hmm. He's but, never he's never gotten that experience, I think. I think who? Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi's ever been recruited in his life. Right. He wants and to feel it. Everyone wants to feel Everybody wants to feel like that. Yeah. Everybody. Because even if things don't work out in Toronto, you want to be like, man, remember that fucking pitch with the Lakers a couple years ago? Boom. What am I in that? You know, like you still got to pitch these. People always think like because if you lose a pitch, you lose a free agent that one summer that you lose them forever. You hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you need to be able to Give them that reassurance, like, yo, things don't work out in two or three years. We got assets, we'll make something happen. Feel it we'll out. bring you here. It's great. You know what I mean? It's so fun. I get it. I, get I remember when I left doing. an agency, it was fun hearing the agent's pitch mm -hmm. or the manager's pitch. It's fun walking into the room, letting them sell you yeah. PowerPoints yeah. and shit. Yeah. I've had to pitch motherfuckers. I was, <laughs> I was recruited for lacrosse. Really? Mm. By all 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 the schools. And mm. did they offer some pussy up like in uh, He Got Game? No, no. the players be taking that no. shit, Sonny. They offered us canoe, canoe paddles with our names engraved on them. I I the one thing that I remember Dartmouth did was they had a picture of like a Dartmouth player celebrating. You just get whiter and, and then on the back they had like <laughs> superimposed my name, Ellis. Number and then they put my like high school number, which was sixteen. Yeah. And then they were like, We want you. And I was like, Dartmouth is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was sold by that. I thought that was cool. So then, why'd you choose Harvard? It was a way better school. There you go. I mean, I, I had, I had <laughs> way like, better, incrementally better. Harvard versus Dartmouth. Way better. Dartmouth's admissions, uh, like their so acceptance rate, twenty twenty two losers. You yeah. did? Yeah. For what? I don't know, bro. I just sent the application on a whim. Wait a minute. I a thought, whim? I thought <laughs> Dartmouth is is a uh, is well, Ivy school. It is. It's not one of the more elite ones. How many are there? Yale eight. and Harvard are like There's eight. The so, Ivies is just Princeton, Harvard, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and Yale, Cornell, Columbia, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, Brown, Penn, Dartmouth, and then Cornell. Cornell's, Cornell's the worst. Cornell's a piece of yeah. shit, dude. <laughs> really? It's a piece of shit. Now, now are there no, better schools that are not Ivies? <laughs> a thousand percent. Uh, For example. Go, well, Stanford is like right up there with Harvard, yeah. Princeton, and Yale. Okay. Um, but then uh, all the NESCAC schools. The what? NESCACs, like New England Small Colleges uh, Athletic oh, Conference. Oh, like Amherst Amherst, shit? Williams, Bowdoen, uh, Colby, mm. you know, These are Wesleyan. Good schools? Those are better schools than Cornell. And then uh, beyond 
beyond that, if you get into University of Chicago, that's a way better school. Mm. Um, probably some of the state schools. U of um, M is supposed to be real good. You, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan, absolutely. Um, People so respect you the more. The Ivies is just like the ACC, the Big 12, the Ivy League. It's just sports shit. It's a conference. Right. But they're all yeah. old schools, so they have a lot of prestige. And some of them are fucking, Princeton is incredible. Harvard is incredible. Yale is incredible. And then the rest are, they're good. Like Brown is good. Right. Brown's really good. Brown, and, Brown, and, Brown is a very good school. Brown Penn with Wharton, some of the, like, depending on their, you know, uh, graduate schools, those are like, but now it's the bastard child, though. This is like, what oh, you you go I went to a little tiny ass college nobody's heard of called Austin College. It's not even in Austin. I've heard of Austin College. No, nah, it's, it's, it's not that one. It's like an hour away <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. You went there like if you were pre med, basically. Uh, Dude, Berkeley's a better school than, than Berkeley's great Cornell school. and probably Dartmouth. Just a lot of hair on the USC. USC is good. I think, I think USC is a better Something school. Out? I would rather go to USC academically okay. for prestige than Cornell. What about who? Which one is better, Princeton or Harvard? Um, it depends on what you're evaluating them on. Which one accepts more Chinese? <laughs> got to be Harvard. They got Jeremy Lin. Yeah, but Har- Harvard's <laughs> now under a lot of like pressure. They're in big trouble right now. They're being Too many sued Chinese. By that's a no, problem. The, not the, enough. They're not enough. Not enough. Yeah, Chinese. they're Asian American. Yeah, because here's what happened, and this is a fascinating topic, and I'm excited go. to get your opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's Let them in. here's what's happening at Harvard. Okay. The Asian American students, and I think in representing Chinese students abroad as well, but I could be wrong about that, are suing Harvard and specifically the admissions committee because Harvard put a quota on the number of Asian and Asian American students that they would admit. Because they said, we need to do this in the interest of diversity. We could fill our entire incoming class with Asian American students with perfect board scores, Mm. perfect grades, the most brilliant kids you've ever met. But that would be boring. We want a tapestry of race and background and ethnicity and all of this. And it... and, and. it's interesting because not only did the white students, of course, come to the defense of Harvard's admissions committee, but so did the black students. So did the Indian students. So did, you know, all the other races other than Asian. So, uh, on one hand... When you, you say quota, you mean like a cap. Like, you can't go more than this. Yeah. Yes. Right. And the Asian students are saying, well, the admissions committee should be blind to race. It's racist of them to target us and limit us because it's we're too smart. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everyone else is saying, well, we need to protect racial diversity and limit you because of us. So this this goes back to my point, which is nobody cares about diversity. They just care about opportunity and access to resources. Because the second you got to give up a little bit of something for diversity, it's like, whoa, that's racist. Yeah. So the idea is always, hey, white people, you guys got to be diverse. And then when non-whites have to be diverse, it's, wait a minute, we earn this shit through hard work. Mm. And the Asians are put in this position because obviously they're better at school than anybody else. It's without a doubt. They're the best at school. We'll throw you guys in there as well. That, yo, son, I was getting <laughs> tight you're over you're here. Asian. <laughs> I was getting tight over here. You're Asian adjacent. You're Asian adjacent. They're Indian adjacent. They're Indian adjacent. Whatever. Who got a nuclear weapon? Us too. I bet. So, so, so y- y'all, yeah, get, y- y'all get to be your own country, motherfuckers. Son. <laughs> Gotta keep them in check. So, uh, but the reality of the matter is, is, is now, and we look at this in Hollywood all the time. Like everybody's oh, like, God. we need diversity. We need you know diversity, diversity, diversity. And then people are like, well, wait, should Tyler Perry movies be 
more diverse. Mm-hmm. They're like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? That's that's absurd. We created this only thing, etc. So again, it's access to resources. And, and I don't blame anybody for wanting access to resources. Everybody wants to keep theirs. Republicans want to keep their money. Democrats want to get some somebody else's money. Why not? It's a fight for resources. It's really not that crazy. I think that Harvard's not being that honest, though. Because I spoke to a guy who went to Harvard. He's a teacher at Harvard. And uh, he also has a book out uh, called... Oh, fuck. He wrote, wrote a few books. I'm going to get it. Uh, and he met his wife, who I think was also a teacher at Harvard, who's Asian. He was a white guy, but his wife's Asian. And he had something to say. I can't say his name. But, uh, Do you know what he taught? I'll tell you afterwards. But oh, okay. I have to promise. Yes, he told me to tell me this off shit. the record. Oh, okay. And okay. this is what was... And he's, he has an Asian wife. Keep this in mind. But he goes... Um, I think they're restricting Asian enrollment because, uh, how do I phrase this in the way he said it? He said it was off the record. Yeah, it was off the record, but I'm not going to say his name. But he just goes, said he has a book and an Asian We've group. drawn a few roadmaps to this guy. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> like, I mean, so it's he probably goes, best you don't remember the name of the book. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so uh, uh, he basically said, uh, how do I say it? Uh, Harvard is in the interest of accepting people that could potentially go on to do like groundbreaking things, right? To do groundbreaking things, change the world, be these thought leaders and world leaders, essentially. And he goes, the issue with Asian, uh, uh, Asians and Asian Americans is often that they achieve elite status uh, in school and then go on to be lawyers, doctors. Do regular shit. Be great at be be very good at these good jobs, but they don't exceed past that. They're not going to be the head of a tech company. They're not going to be the president. The not president. a lot of Andrew Yangs out there, right? Uh, exactly, right. Mm. So it's like, and, damn, and, isn't that more racist though? Uh, well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> so the way that you know, uh, the way an elite institution like that is going to look at things, yeah. they're going to look at data, yeah. right? And they're going to go, okay, who is who is changing tech right now? Who is changing what is called Silicon Valley? Who is changing what's outside of tech? I mean, who's like who are the thought leaders of our Medicine. generation? Medicine, what all these different things? Who are the people that are actually influencing the world and doing that? And he broke it down to almost a cultural thing, which is there is something communal within the Asian culture that makes you go, I shouldn't go out here and be better than everybody else. I should do. I should obviously succeed and I should do well, but putting myself ahead of my community and my people would be a disrespect to that community. Mm. Whereas the Western philosophy is often, get I gotta get live. mine. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, get that's capitalism versus So to bring it home so it seems yeah. less whatever, you can, Scottish culture, you've told me, is kind of similar. Whereas like, oh, for your sure. mom had to, like they looked down on her a bit for trying to achieve. How dare you? think yes. you're better than your people how dare you think you're better mm-hmm. than being right. a working class you know factory yeah. person it's and it might not be as pronounced in these other cultures but that is a thing that sometimes exists in cultures yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. but okay. i thought it was i thought it was a fascinatingly honest and pragmatic approach to admissions which was yo we want the people that are going to be billionaires so they could keep donating to this institution so we could keep on having that rep and if we just have a bunch of guys who are end up being good dentists hundred thousand heirs hundred thousand heirs it's not gonna it's not gonna make harvard hmm Make Harvard Harvard. Well, and and, and that and then that becomes we want the people who will donate the most money back to the school to preserve our forty billion dollar endowment. Back to what I said earlier, which was access to resources. Access yeah, to resources. Hmm. I, I'm just curious to your, your take on it. Do you think that there could be that? Well, uh, look, there's that conspiratorial. I I would have to see. I mean, 
if if that's coming from that guy, I, if he's seen the numbers, then 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 maybe. Um, it's it's so hard to know. It's like I, I I can't imagine a world where there aren't Asian people running massive businesses. I, I thought that never thought never occurred to me that like Asian Americans weren't running Silicon Valley mm. corporations or making massive advances. I'm sure we and, could all go on Google right now and find plenty. Yeah, but the percentage of or like how successful and amazing Asians are in school and their acceptance rates to these different things for how small their population are and the ones I guess that end up coming out of them to it be doesn't the translate as directly yeah hmm. and the fact that we're sitting here right now probably kind of struggling to figure out like we could name a couple Indian CEOs for Google that have been I think their current CEO is Indian right mm-hmm. I mean my thing is this though like there's not a whole lot of like dumb Asians out there but that's not they the don't point. exist in dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, they do not. They are by far like the best the, in the, school. The fucking the starting the starting point is so much higher for them. So it's like you know I always you know clearly I don't know a ton of Asians, but like I watch a lot of movies and I see like <laughs> oh you know whatever you know what I mean so a lot of those movies they're like oh you know a lot of times the Asian doesn't do like the traditional doctor lawyer thing. I'm a comic. I'm a this. I'm a that. Right. And they almost get looked down upon for doing 100%. that. Same pressure you have as Nigerian. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, same shit. But it's like for them, it's like, well, if the starting if the starting line's so much higher, should wouldn't that push other people to kind of like get on their level, or does it not work like that? What do you mean by push other people? To so if like, so do they if there's the so many. High? That's what I'm saying. Like if the fucking if the bar is set so high that they push, you know, if 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 regular fucking uh, uh, achievement yeah. is just like everyone makes a half a million dollars a year, like minimum, yeah. because they go to Harvard and this and that, wouldn't that just push everybody else to strive for a higher? Hundred percent. If like you know, if they just like fuck it, we're just gonna take the best people, whatever, right? And it's just mad fucking Asians, but they're just so fucking good. Everybody else has to step their game up. Just to just to catch up, I, I think doesn't that I work better than just you're making the conservative argument against affirmative action? Okay, which is and I'm not saying that's wrong, but no, which, is, which is the idea that like, hey, uh, here's but here's the, the here's the problem with the argument, right? Is that like uh, that argument hinges on level playing ground, mm. and the reason why affirmative action exists is because. Oftentimes the playing grounds are level. Sometimes you don't even have a playing ground. Yeah, I was about to say mm-hmm. like uh, that was my that was my rebuttal. So so for black people, of at, course. In so when we look at Asians, right, we look at them as a minority and oftentimes give them the same situation that mm-hmm. blacks have, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times minorities benefit from the black experience because people go, well, black people are minority and they have disadvantages. Indians aren't white, so they must have disadvantages like black people. Asians aren't white, they must have disadvantages like black people, right? But in reality, Asians and Indians are coming from two parent households, often. Yeah. In America, par- we got like, a great. The disenfranchisement is very it's, different. Mm-hmm. From two parent Indians households, educated people. parents, yeah, often yeah. doing incredible. Like two Indian doctor parents having kids that they're intimately involved in have a way better chance at succeeding, at least in the on the collegiate level, mm. than anybody from a single parent, regardless of race. Mm. And maybe, you know, maybe Harvard is like this really small example of how we have to look at uh, privilege outside of just your skin color, right. but rather the situation that you're, you're born into. Yeah, I always thought affirmative action makes the most sense socioeconomically based. 
Yeah. Not that poor black people have it worse than poor white people, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think, I think a poor white person had a tougher life than Jaden Smith. Oh, 100. You know what I mean? Mm. So. 100%. And some people won't acknowledge that. Like, DJ Envy wouldn't acknowledge that to me when I was on the I was like, I think Jaden Smith's got it better. It was that was my example. And yeah. he was like, no, nah, not really. I was like, wait. But really? how many Jaden Smiths are there, though? Sure. But I guess uh, the, the issue is like. That's why I think. I'm not saying there's more. I'm not, it's not about the number of rich black people. I'm saying if you look at it socioeconomically as opposed to by race, then mm. there are you're still getting the black people who are in unfortunate circumstances. Mm. You're just also getting, you're not leveling it, like screwing out. I would get it over a white person who's poor in a trailer park. Mm. I shouldn't. Mm. Or, or think My about it as the- made decent money for a long time. What if you're looking at it as the institution, you're Harvard, right? And you got the opportunity Let's say Kaz, right? You had you got a sixteen hundred on your SAT, but you had both parents in the household, educated parents, well off. You had access to tutoring, all this shit, mm. right? And then let's say you had this kid Francis, right, who was actually an orphan, grew up in foster care, um, was started living on his own at sixteen, manages to get the same sixteen hundred. Give me Francis. How the fuck did he overcome all mm. that shit to get a mm. sixteen? Imagine but- I give you some. A resource and opportunity you're gonna blow this shit out of the water yes you happen to be this white kid right and right. you happen to be a black kid mm. but your circumstances might have provided you with way more, way more privilege and and then you could flip it I want the black kid that has one parent that got the 1600 not mm. the white kid but that the thing had is SAT with, tutoring the thing is with that day. though the thing is with that though especially in America most times, the white kid who has, you know, who's come up from whatever situations that was not as ideal and still managed to get to 1600 isn't that, it, it doesn't occur that often. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially in, the, in a system that America is like, where damn near every black person at one point started off behind the fucking, behind the fucking starting line. Not even on the starting line, like on the fucking bench. You know what I'm saying? Like where, whereas a lot of white folks, when you're when you're white in America, you at least get to start at the finish at the at the That's starting line. That's a pessimistic line at one point. view on Black America in 20. No, no, no. In 2019. I, I mean, I'm saying in, so, in He's some saying cases, historically, like redlining. Right, historically, right. Yeah. But we're in 2019 right now, right? So I it's understand like, that. But you have a lot of black families that grow up and they make six figures. Of course, figures, so of course, like, absolutely. But I'm saying like just in the way America was shaped. Sure. In the in the system, the systematic oppression but, of but, it. But shit. we exist where we are now. Of course. So of course. what I'm saying no, is, I'm, like, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Right, what right. I'm saying is, systematically, white folks, a lot of white people, didn't have the same disadvantages. Nobody's denying as, that, and that's yeah, why it was yeah. really important affirmative action. That's why these things exist in the first place. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. why we have so much support. What we're now saying is, we've come into a situation where you have uh, black kids that are raised in these families that have. Uh, a lot of stability, a lot of money. They own houses. It's mm. not like redlining is stopping them from owning a house. They're mm. passing down wealth from generation to generation. Right? Yeah, but like the, the generation, maybe like one generation. Like, sure, there's a lot of white mo- people. This is their first generation in America, but here's right? What we're saying, it's not, like, if, not like all white people if, have been here forever. No, I'm right? not saying that. Well, if I'm, what I'm, I'm saying, first generation. If what I'm saying is the case, which is is based socioeconomically, we're not. The idea is not to leave out poor black kids. Yeah, yeah I'm not the idea saying is that. to look at the the income as opposed to, and that way. Like, I think you seem to have a pretty decent life. So I would think you would need less affirmative action than uh, I was a big brother, big sister. I was a big brother to a, a white kid in a trailer park in Texas. Like, mm-hmm. this kid was, it was fucking hopeless. You mm-hmm. go to that trailer park, just his mom, smoking, chain smoking cigarettes. I don't know what happened to this kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you he, know, yeah. He I, could use some help. I think uh, to your examples of the well-educated uh, black kid versus the poor white kid orphan those two people are not vying for the same spot 
it's not him versus me. It's the white, the, the poor white kid who made it out of trouble versus the wealthy white mm. kid who has the strong board scores. And Harvard does take that into account. Interesting. And they will always absolutely admit the, the perfect board score black kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but they're not they're not leaving him out in favor of the right. kid from worse socioeconomic background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yep, that makes sense. They take all that into account, and that's something that came out and drove people fucking insane mm. when we read about all of the college admissions scandal stuff with the recruiting, where yeah. parents were paying off coaches, and then by extension, you know, the uh, Barrett, Baron Trumps of the world were having gymnasiums named after them, and therefore, based on the $2 million gift, they're... Uh, applications were going to the top of the pile. You're a legacy student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that bothered people in a big way because there was preferential t- treatment based on, you know, financial means t- to white is. kids. Yeah, and we yeah. shouldn't have that. Yeah, yeah, I I'm, agree. I'm against it. I, I think. Legacy I guess. Idiotic. What What is the um? What is it? This is what it is. It's uh, you're judging like you're judging vertical leap. You're not judging how high a thing you can touch, right? So, if you want to judge vertical leap, you have to judge how far from the ground your feet end up at the top of your jump, right? Not what part of the wall you can touch with your hand, because if so you're, if you're seven foot if seven, you're seven foot seven, it's easier to grab. It's easier to touch feet, something. But ah. if I'm six six, it's more impressive that I'm fucking. That's a really right. that's, oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and the well metaphor works Glad like we this. Got there because I was very confused. So, <laughs> the white kid who grow up grows up with money and seven legacy in America seven. is seven seven, mm-hmm. right? So he's touching that ten foot rim easy, easily. But his vertical leap does not have to be as much right. to touch it, right? The black kid or the Indian kid or somebody who's went through a lot might be 6'6". Six, six. Mm. So he has to jump higher to get there. And if I'm a organization, I'm judging vertical leap. I might judge, I might want that 5'8 white kid mm. who found a way to touch that 10-foot fucking rim somehow being 5'8". Mm. So if we start just looking at circumstance rather than just skin color... Yeah. I, 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 think, I think the thing is with, with that, what, com- what, what gets... Um, what factors into that a lot is that, you know, America a lot of times have given to indigenous people. Right. Have given them their sort of, I guess, for lack of a better term, their reparations as far as like land and money and all this right. other shit. Casinos. Casinos, all that other shit. <laughs> Many people that have, you know, literally bled for this country and be like, and the government collectively saying, hey, kind of fucked up what we did. Yeah. Here's some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Almost every nationality of people in America that has had that happen to yeah. has had some sort of reparations before yo, that. Native Americans fucked people. it up for black people, yo. Because if they actually <laughs> if they did something with the reparations, then I think that the made argument some, would be made for black people. What fly casinos? They they put the casinos into the ground. Yeah. Then they had to hire some Jews to actually get them out of the ground. <laughs> but like they they literally gave them land. They said, "Here's a printing press of money," mm. and they somehow managed to bankrupt these fucking casinos. Mm. So I think initially the reaction to reparations from that is, "Whoa, we got to be careful with just giving people mm. printing presses because oftentimes you could lose money on a printing press." Mm. So. If they had, let's say the Native American community after getting the casinos managed to fucking flourish and reverse all these horrible stereotypes but and the, the horrible it's not trends. About let's say, them that let's money. say, for example, let's say they did, all of a sudden that would be the proving ground for why reparations are so effective were so effective. To me, I don't think it's about like us uh, uh, 
government giving Native Americans any type of money and be like, oh, so you fucked it up, we can't do it anymore. It's more about the government and Americans being like, hey, we cool now? Doesn't matter what you do with it, what you not do with That's it. That's stupid, like, Cass. It's not stupid. That's stupid, It's Cass. not stupid, especially when this country was built on a, on a lot of blood, sweat, and tears from black people, and right. they haven't... There, there's been no type of, yo, our bad, not even a formal our bad. Yeah, there is. No, there hasn't. Not from America. No, there never has been. There's never there's never been there's, <laughs> there's never been an official document saying like yo our bad for slavery, ever. Dude, what was, about like the third? I mean the Thirteenth Amendment. What what you mean? Outlaw, outlawing sales. Yeah, you outlawed it. But like, okay, for example, and I watched the show on the shop with uh, on uh, on HBO. Yeah, Seth Rogen was talking about yo I was doing a comedy show on uh, an Indian burial ground or whatever and it was like they be before burying their people everywhere bro yeah, that shit annoys me I know <laughs> it's like everything's a burial ground for these people man it's so so they said that and he was like you know before the show even starts like every time they started like the fucking the guy who owns the venue or somebody from the you know gets on the microphone like hey well, I just want everyone to acknowledge that this is an Indian burial ground and you know and they just have a moment of silence and then they continue on with the fucking show but here's the thing with that I don't think they had like um cemeteries I think wherever the person died they just put them in the ground exactly that's but why the, everything's an Indian burial ground we know why they ground. died though they know why they died and it's just the acknowledgement of it just the acknowledgement of it whether would, it be monetarily whether it be fucking what would that do for you it doesn't matter what it did, what it, what it would do like, for us. Fighting a war is acknowledging it. It wouldn't be. It would do like matter. The civil war was like, yo, this is fucked up. We're willing to have a million Americans die so that this doesn't happen. So shit's anymore. been cool for blacks ever since the civil war. You asked for acknowledgement. You didn't ask for cool. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about what you're asking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The. I mean, having. You have multiple presidents come out. Pre Lincoln, for the first part, come out saying mm. the, the evils of slavery. Yeah. And why we're going to end it? That's yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For you to say that it hasn't been acknowledged at all, it's just historically You know what it sounds like? You ever get in a fight with your girl and she knows she fucked up, but she won't just admit it? It's like, no, I need you to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but we... It's, and it, maybe it's it emotional. But, maybe it's pure emotion, but it's like, but I just have. need you to say... What I'm saying is we have, like, over and over and over again. They want, like, an official... We've said it. They want, like, an official politician, president, white dude in particular to say... Abraham Lincoln... I'm sorry. ...is the guy who did it. Yeah, but I think things continue to be fucked up for like a century yeah. after that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's saying it wasn't, it wasn't like fucked shit was, up. Okay. It, it was acknowledged that this was an awful thing. Yeah. Right? And that's why it was worth, you know, losing a million American lives to stop, right? I mean, yeah. this is the greatest, you know, loss of American life in the history of, of yeah. the nation, yep. right? So As clearly. percentage of popular. I don't want to yeah, yeah. yeah. talk basketball. I don't want to spend a ton of time with this. Me I do neither. get, though. <laughs> I do get, though, like if you cheated on your girl all the time and you're like, what? I stopped cheating. That's an apology, right? Mm -hmm. She would still need the apology. You can't be like, well, I'm faithful now, bitch. Like, I acknowledged it. Come right. on now. I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying. So, are you familiar with Lincoln at all and his speeches and how he spoke about slavery publicly? Nah, probably not as much and as if you. And if you were. Because your dad is the Lincoln right. guy, and I and get And if you that. were, you would know that he, you know, was vehemently against slavery. And right. he said okay. this publicly okay. upon his campaign trail, right. while as campaigning to be president. I right. mean, like, there's an entire group of the Republican Party, the radical Republicans, that built their whole platform on the abolishment of slavery. Right. So mm -hmm. to, to sit here and go, this never existed, it's just, it's just not right. right. I mean, Again, the fact though, that we, there is a gap between the slavery and the. Yeah. Than the what? Equality, like actual equality. Yeah, again, what we well, were discussing. That's the pace of recovery, mm. which we have an issue with, right? And I think everybody agrees. Like, 100%. You know, it should be a lot better than it is. But I don't to, actually... to his point, the, the Continental Army, I mean, the Union Army was not just black soldiers fighting to abolish slavery, mm. it was the entire North. 
that said, this is a horrific institution, mm. and we are going to go to war with our countrymen. <laughs> this is a horrific institution it. that now we can no longer profit from. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not, right. there's some self-interest in yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely <laughs> there was definitely a lot of uh, arguments to keep slavery from monetary. Reasons, 100%. You well, know, the so North just couldn't, it just wasn't profitable, wasn't profitable for the North anymore. anymore. So, yeah, they, yeah. so they mm. were like, okay, now you guys shouldn't have it down South either. But mm. they, the acknowledgement that it was fucked up was there. Again, speed of recovery is, is, is definitely something that we could speed up. It's something I think a conversation we have every single time. The joke I was making about reparations was just like, if we had done a better job with natives, if it had been more effective, I think you would have seen that money injected immediately into black communities right. but the fact that it, it just truly wasn't like and, and really quick uh i just read a book about the comanche indians mm. and um the problem with what happened with the native time, americans huh? was that you know every single uh deal that was ever inked by the u.s government with the native american tribes every allotment of land was fucking torn up and then they would shrink it they would just constantly take more. They would give them massive, massive reservations and say, you can live here and we're not going to touch it. And then they would take more of it. So the Native Americans, I mean, it wasn't fair. Yeah. You know, like they didn't get what they were promised. Right. And they were, it was bro broken thousands of times. Time. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've done a shitty job. Plain and simple. As yeah. A country, we can do a better we job. We can do better. That's all I ask. Yeah. I'm like, there's things that could be done to make the relations from all races, especially for this country, a little better. Let's now, talk about some fucking Here's a question. Do you get reparations? <laughs> Do I get reparations? Let's say if the reparation check I comes in. I wouldn't think so, because I'm first generation. Right, I that's think, a tricky think, one. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, I don't, but it, that's the thing. Like, I, of course, I want reparations for black people, but I'm right. like, I'll be okay if I don't get, I mean, shit, I'll take some, but I won't be, I'll be okay if I don't get it because I'm first generation. My mom came here, like, she was the first of my family, my mom and dad were the first of my family to come here. So, like, my family, to my knowledge, right. weren't slaves, weren't right. any of that. Mm. So, but at the same time, you might be treated differently because of the color of your skin. Like when somebody's racist towards you, they're not going. He's first generation. No, black. of course you're just black. Of course not. I'm just black. But at the same time, it's like I know whose ancestors truly suffered right through this. Right, right, right. And my to my knowledge of my grandparents and great grandparents, like maybe the last three generations, that wasn't mine. Yeah, but right. it was. They were all Nigerian. They were all in Nigeria. So Your like answer not. will not be unanimous no, across all people because many people will say, well, the vestiges of slavery have prevented me from potential employment opportunities. Therefore, Which I Which is why I say I will take it because like, I understand that because of what has happened in this country and what I've had to, you know, and people like me have had to uh, take in because of things that were happening beyond my control. Yes, of course, it's going to affect me. But did it affect me directly? Not my family? Probably not. But I know people who, like, their actual grandparents were slaves. Like, yeah. I'm talking about, like, not even that, not even a generation ago. Right. Like, their grandparents yeah. were, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is, no. which is fucking a, nuts. Dude, or they called it something, I forgot what the fuck they called it. They had some fancy fucking name for it that wasn't quite slavery. Indentured servitude. That's sharecropping. Sharecroppers. sharecroppers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the for fuck sure. they were. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we could start by making a difference on this very podcast. I think from now on, you only have to be here for 80% of the, <laughs> of the episode. Okay, so you can come in 30, 30 minutes late to every episode, and we will treat it as if it's the exact same amount of time. You can come for three-fifths of the episode. <laughs> I shouldn't have said 
deal with the fact that you know he's a beta on this team, but maybe he feels like he isn't. That doesn't really matter. He'll, He'll have a nice year to prove that he's not. Say again. He'll have a nice year to prove that he's not. Right, dude. Kyrie so. historically plays better when he is slightly less good than the, yeah. the yeah. best guy. Yeah. That year he had with them when the Cavs won. I mean, he, he was spectacular. Yeah. I can't help but get fucking early two thousands Orlando Magic's vibes from this. Deal, though. You did tweet that, and I thought it was uh, nobody uh, called it too. I'm like, y'all remember this? I'm like, this is this is exactly what happened in Orlando. They got Grant Hill, yeah, who was the young up and comer. Uh, no, Trace McGrady, who was the young up and comer, and Grant Hill, who was just off of an injury. Yeah, they thought he was going to be all right when he got back, and he never was. And that tandem never really worked out the way people expected it wow. to work out. So, um, I mean, T Mac was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Kyrie's going to be great for Brooklyn because I think Kyrie's happy. Yeah, I, I think he hated being in Boston. He yeah. got traded there. He actually got to choose a place he wants to go to. Yeah, he's right in his backyard. He donates a shit ton of money back to the St. Pat- uh, the Patrick School, and still is very active over there. Right, and you know all his family's here. So I think he's going to be happy. And I think he's going to play well, and I think that Brooklyn team's makeup is conducive to a guy like Kyrie. Where it's not so much fucking pressure of the historic, you got to be a historic Boston Celtic. Yeah. No expectations. Da, 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 like none of that yeah. shit. He just better day, with no expectations. The day they signed to Brooklyn, they are fucking heroes to that franchise for the rest of their life. Mm. If they would have signed to the Knicks, it'd be like, all right, but where the chips? Don't where forget, the rings? It's still New York. You got to deliver. He'll be all mm. right. You still got to deliver. If they don't win, then nobody's gonna give a fuck. Honestly. Nobody. Nobody really gives a fuck now. But but the eyes are on them now, and people are we're boycotting the Knicks, so now there's no more Knicks fans. <laughs> we're looking for something else to do, and you got to fucking deliver, and it's going to be a lot on no, KD. What, the front page article on ESPN was Zach Lowe saying, "How did the Nets pull this off? And yeah. Where do they go from here?" Okay, so oh, yeah. they're getting headlines. Everybody's talking about the Nets, and of it's course. just going to be more and more. I mean, it's, it's people are going to monitor that Achilles injury. I mean, if KD thought that. He was That's under the spotlight in San Francisco. Really. He's going to be under the spotlight in New York. We're talking about every time you walk out of a fucking rehab facility, there are going to be paparazzi there. We're yeah. going to know exactly how that ankle feels. That's a really, mm-hmm. that's a really a two year injury, honestly. Yeah, like, he'll be back next year, but he won't. He won't be quite. quite the oh, no, same. He, he's not going to play next year. If the Nets are smart, no, he's not playing the entire not. year. No, I mean, like he'll miss year a year. That. He'll play that next year, and then he'll still 2021, be trying to get his 2022 is one. I think he'll be back to full through? form. Yeah, 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 I think so. Halfway through the contract. Yeah, it's, wow. it's really it's 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 a it's it's a tough it's a tough deal to take, but you take it. No, you got to take it. Because it's Kevin Durant. It. You got to right? take it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people don't come back as good, but like yeah. a guy that good has never really blown his Achilles in his prime like that. Yeah. So you got to take. I'll it. take seventy percent right. KD if that's that's as good as he gets back. You got to take it. How much does how, what what does this team without KD look like next year? Like, are they a fifth seed? Who cares? Are they? <laughs> it, it's I, I don't know if they make the playoffs. You don't think they make the playoffs? I Come on. I don't know if they make the playoffs. How, they're a playoff how team? much did they, they lose were, were they in trading 16? for these two guys? Nobody. They lost D'Lo. Dude, they were pretty good this year. They yeah. lost yeah, D'Lo and like Jared I think, Dudley. I think they lost D'Lo. Do you think D'Lo's better than, than Kyrie? I think I'd rather have D'Lo on my team than Kyrie as an alpha. Well, you know that. Yeah, that's, we know how it goes. That's fair. Okay, I mean, then then what? Then your theory is, is fine. I really you think D'Lo's more effective, but I think Kyrie will be better than D'Lo. I think that he is better than D'Lo. I yeah. have no doubt he's more talented. No, I think will be better for the team okay. than D'Lo. And okay. I like D'Lo. I just think he will be better for the team. And I think that they'll curate the team around Kyrie's talents. And I think his biggest issue in Boston was that they didn't curate it around his talents. Around Ooh, Stevens. that was something I wanted to bring up with you guys. The fucking Boston media was at it. Did you guys see Ooh, that this week? Um, the motherfuckers. The great, okay, so 
They waste no time. The guy who owns, uh, I forget if it's he owns the Celtics, also owns like the Boston Chronicle. Grossbeck? Is yeah, Wick Grossbeck, yeah. Owns the Boston Chronicle. He owns some like radio station. Yeah. So it's the same. It's like top down, right? Mm. They control the media. We always talk about the, on the sports, uh, on uh, on Flavor 2, about how Boston media is, is essentially a vacuum and it puts out whatever uh, theories, narrative, storylines that they want for their teams. And once you cross them, it is blatantly obvious that you cross them in the news. So once they can't get this meeting with Kyrie, Kyrie says, I'm not even going to meet with, with Boston. I'm not going to meet with the Celtics. I don't want to come back. Immediately, a story comes out about how Kyrie refused to sign a ball that was... Aww. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. This is why it's brilliant. The wording is so brilliant. The ball was for charitable sponsors. Now, charitable sponsors <laughs> sounds yeah. like... Charity. charity. Right. Right. Do you know who uh, what a charitable sponsor is? Someone who gives the team money. An insurance company. That Ikea. Geico. Yeah. Pepsi. Right? But putting charity in there. Look at that, right? By yeah. charitable purposes. Balls for charitable, for charitable, charitable, charitable. He's the douchebag that refuses to sign a ball for some sick kids with cancer in a hospital. That's what it looks like. Do, when in reality, it's just some big corporate nonsense. Do you know that for a fact? Dude, does it go in to say what those yeah, charitable, charitable purposes, purposes were? Sound. So what I, my understanding is those charitable balls get sold like two or three times before they even... Oh, uh, okay. Right? It gets sold to like a, um autograph agency. It gets sold to something else before and it ever... And those be like, Or it oh, ends up in the office. Wanna, <laughs> then they say it's like Steiner Sports or whatever. Yes. And be like, oh, we got this autograph basketball and proceeds go to yada yada. So, mm -hmm. so he's like, okay, I'll sign... <sighs> First of all, in the past, this guy tweeted me. He's like, I have a signed ball that was for charitable purposes from Kyrie. He did in the past. He's no longer on your team. He's like, I'm going to go sign charitable balls in New Jersey. The second I get there, I'm not going to stop yeah. signing charitable balls. You guys are fucking douchebags. I don't like you. I don't want anything yeah. to do with uh. you. I'm going to keep it moving. This is a story that you can keep locked. But once he leaves, all of a sudden, it's all over the airwaves. So how much of... So we both think Kyrie's cancerous. Do you think he will continue to be on Brooklyn, or how much do you think was he was actually cancerous, and how much is just Boston media? I think he's cancerous, but I think that he won't be as long as you give him what he wants, and that is the offense has to be curated around him until Big Daddy comes back, and when Big Daddy's back, I think Kyrie will be like, okay, we could share this. Next year will be interesting if, if what we think is true, KD comes back and he's not full strength. Big Daddy back, but he ain't Big Daddy. And I'm still the better that's player. That's what I'm saying. You know who likes that? Kyrie, he loves it. Of course. Kyrie's fine with that. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get to the alpha. Mm -hmm. and but the offense will be cured toward KD at that no, point. No, 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 no. Right? I think I think they'll recognize that it's like a Gordon Hayward situation where they go, okay, you can't handle in. the load. Right. We'll work KD into this, but Kyrie, you still handle it. And uh, I think that's exactly the situation Ky Kyrie wants. I, I think. Right. Um, all right, what else we got? Because we're, we're coming up on time. We got Lakers, Kemba we haven't talked. Horford we haven't really talked. Jimmy Buckets, we haven't really talked. There's some massive moves. Yeah, the Jimmy move to Miami is interesting, but I don't think they don't make care. a fucking noise. Why'd he go there? He likes Miami. He's always liked Miami. He's always liked that city. He, like, he, you know. he, well, I think he just wanted the max, and they were the only team willing to give him the max. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. I think a couple I, teams would offer it. I think Boston got worse. Oh, with Kemba. Let's talk about let's talk about Boston versus uh, Philadelphia yeah. because Philadelphia is interesting now. Oh, Horford oh, is sure. an upgrade, man. Josh Richardson is a sneaky good pickup for them. Like, he gives you the things that Jimmy Butler gives you without the headache, maybe a little less points. Yeah. But he still guards up, still a very tough guy to, to defend 
very tough guy to get past. Yeah. Um, he can knock down shots. He's a smaller three and D guy. And Ben Simmons is going to be your point guard anyway, so that kind of cancels each other out. You got to get rid of Ben Simmons. No, I don't think he sucks. But I like the fact that you have your four and five can stretch the floor. Oh, yeah. And the problem with Philadelphia was shooting, right? Ben Simmons is such a god awful basketball player that you're really playing, you're really playing five on four, especially in the playoffs. Like the guy wow. has zero gravity around him. He yeah. cannot shoot a basketball Beat the Nets to ass. save his fucking life. Right? <laughs> Bust the Nets ass though with no jump shot. Did he though? He did. I think it was game four or five where he, he had went one off. good game. Yeah, he had like thirty something. Like he, the day yeah. after the fucking Jared, Jared, Jared Dudley did the fucking. The bullshit. Yeah. And then, like, Ben Simmons went off for, like, 30, like, all layups and dunks. Just right. Yeah. Drop. But he's the guy who, who goes 30 and then has four has in the next game. Yeah. Joel Embiid is that guy, too. He sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, Joel Embiid yeah, yeah. is Embiid just needs to get in shape. And I think Al Horford's the perfect guy to get him in shape. Boom. Al Horford is the slowest person to ever play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> when he has the ball, you think he's, like, a retired guy. Oh, when he, sh- he takes forever to shoot. Yeah. But it's money. More than half the yeah. time. <laughs> like, I don't know. He, how old is he? I mean, he seems like he's... He's 33, he's I think. 30 they gave him a lot of years. That's what's shocking. I think yeah. they gave him too many years. Four years, one on nine, I think. He right? is 33. Yeah, so he's 33, four years. And he's also Dominican. He could be lying like those pitchers. In Little League, <laughs> That's right? fair. So yeah. he could be 42 he right now. Be. We have no clue. Right. right? Could be. It's uh, beneficial in Little League, but mm. not the NBA. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which teams do you think lost free agency besides the Knicks? Uh, besides Knicks, I think uh, Celtics. I think Celtics lost. I love Kemba, and I think he'll be fine over there. And I think that he— Boston's going to love Kemba. I just don't think they got better. No, no, I don't think they got better. But I also think he fits that IT mold way better than Kyrie does. Yeah. So re- remember how effective IT was in Brad Stevens' offense? Mm-hmm. I think that's what Kemba will do. And Kyrie, Kyrie is unique in his talents. He is not that explosive— Kyrie is a shorter Kobe. Yeah. He's a shorter Kobe. That's all he is. He Kemba plays exactly is like Kobe Bryant. He's but, explosive. Yeah. IT was explosive. Yeah. But Kyrie is like a lull you to sleep a little bit type because of Ky- guy. No, Kyrie's Get you thing, on your hip. Kyrie's thing is degree of difficulty for shots. Yeah. Right. Just because you can make these good, these crazy difficult shots doesn't yeah. mean you should take them all the time. Yeah. He, Kemba takes good shots, puts mm. them the same numbers. Damn the identical stats as Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll be great in Boston. I think Boston will love him. I just Gordon Hayward need to step it up, bro. If Gordon doesn't step it up this year for Boston, it's going to be a long season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Jalen Brown. Because Jalen now is going to actually have to you know, play his part. This is fourth his year. Part. It's his fourth oh, year. We've been talking about potential. Put up a shut up. Put up a shut up for both of them. Tatum, I think Tatum has already shown some promise. Jalen has been the one which is like that we've been going. I think no, he regressed so a little skilled. bit last year. He's yeah. got so much potential. Yeah, I think Jalen, I, I think everybody progressed with Kyrie. And regress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, regress. Sorry. I'm much more excited about Tatum than Jalen Brown. Yeah. And I'm more excited about Tatum than Ben Simmons, which I think everyone thought that Ben be Simmons was going... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, now Ben Simmons horrible, man. I would, quietly, ne- I would never, ever sign him to anything whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, awful. Tell Can't shoot a basketball. Really mm. How do you not be able to shoot a basketball and you're in the NBA? All you have to do is practice shooting the basketball. Didn't you think it was something right. was wrong with the... Oh, yeah. He, he has something physically wrong with the way He's he holds lefty, the ball. And we all know what what they're like. Yeah, the pieces of shit. They're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. Don't horrible accept them to Harvard. Yeah. Fucking Dartmouth. Go to yeah. Dartmouth yeah. with yeah. Your, or Cornell. If, if the, if fucking weirdo. This right team doesn't bozos. If this team doesn't get Kawhi... Is the Clippers a big loser? Yes. In this free agency? 
Apparently, they picked up pieces in the Jimmy Butler four-team trade. They got I another read draft that pick, yet. yeah, and they got a salary dump. Which I mean, that's fine. You got space for that. But they like, paid Pat Beverly a lot of money. The Mavs lost. They got Pat Pat Beverly three years Mavs forty million. Got, uh, Why Mavs did Mavs pick lose? up? Uh, Dr- aren't they picking up Drajic? Goran Drajic? No. Why did no? Mavs lose? Because they they wanted either Brogdon. That was like ideal, or Tobias Harris, uh, or they had thirty million. They had a max slot, okay. and mm. they didn't get anybody. They got Seth Curry four for thirty-two. They extended their guy. Uh, Seth fits Powell. into that system well. Seth fits pretty well. They yeah. extended their guy Powell, but that's it. Like and Pat Beverly, they that you would love a, a dog for Luca to not have to play so much good perimeter defense. And, Pat Beverly would have been good three for forty-three, and they didn't make offer that move. And I don't think they made the move because who three for forty-three is they affordable. wanted Brogdon. Brogdon went to Indiana. A lot of people were saying, I don't know what they wanted specifically, but a lot of people were saying Brogdon fits perfectly on this team. Again, great perimeter defender, good three-point shooter. Luka's going to drive, kick it out to you, open threes, knock it down. This is the perfect guy for you. Four for 85 he got, but the Mavs didn't have the assets to trade, I guess, for a sign-in trade. Mm. Right. But, like, you could, I mean, I don't know if they made the offer. They offered a less than max to Tobias Harris. He stayed in Philly. I think you guys are okay, though. I think they'll be okay. Mavericks but you got good. Luka, you got, got Porzingis. We still don't know how they're going to operate together. It depends together, on Porzingis' health. Let's well, see how they anything. do. And yeah. Porzingis is what? He's had a whole year and change to recover for Allegedly, this? he was good to go end the last year, and they were just like, nah, let's we'll just, just wait. Let's just get this yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. But, and just keep but, keep working on his core or whatever he needs mm-hmm. to do. And that's the thing. that If Porzingis stays healthy, they're, they're fine. I mean, I saw a video of him. I mean, clearly it's offseason. Everybody looks great. Yeah. Like, I saw a video of him in the gym. Like, he looks like he put on some like some pounds, too. Like, you need to learn looks, how to duck. Because my man stays getting snuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video of him knocked out, wobbling around the streets in Latvia or whatever? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Work on a bob and weave, yeah, or jump. I, I don't know that he needs to duck. I think he can <laughs> jump over the punches. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, bend your head up. Or, or seven, seven. Or just do yeah. it the fucking grade school way. Just there use you your fucking leg, bro. Just learn how to mush, bro. Charlotte Hornets took an L, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking Jordan. They, they got a tank. They got a tank again. Just a lot of money for Terry Rozier, and that sign and trade for Kemba. Why would they do it? I don't understand why you don't. You're not you're nobody. You're not bringing anybody to free agency, right? I don't understand why you don't pay Kemba, and then you get a less talented version of him in Terry Rozier. It doesn't make much sense to me. Mm. Yeah, it's just mind-boggling to me. Lakers, if they get Kawhi, are the biggest winners in history. If they don't, I think it's a. I don't know who they. I mean, I guess you got to sign and trade for D'Lo or something. They're good. They good. Yeah, they're good. They, they don't good, bro. I, I, I've said they this from pieces. jump. Danny Green going to be great. Iggy going to be great. They do need pieces. Right now, are the only players they have on a contract, AD and Kuzma, LeBron? Kuzma, AD, and, and LeBron. Kuzma? So they, which is not bad, right? You have Kuzma, AD, LeBron. You need four other guys at least that can play, and then a couple depth guys. Sure. So like maybe you do exactly what the Knicks should have done, which is just wait. Be patient. People are going to need a dow- uh, dump salary. The and buyouts? You can, you can get them buyouts. Get they need Iggy. shooters. Get these they people. Need shooters. Well, they have JR, right? So JR is coming over. Okay. So now you have your shooter. You have one. Mm-hmm. At least guy can stretch the floor. Uh, AD and LeBron can actually shoot. And Kuzma, you better fucking be putting up them threes in the offseason. The thing that worries me about the Lakers is that you know LeBron and AD are playing 50 games max. Yeah. Maybe 60. Yeah. So, like, you're going to need to win some of those games with none of those guys. And who do you can, win with? Yeah, you know, you need some more pieces. Here's something I want to discuss because this is two interesting things happened. One, Enos Cantor signs a two-year $10 million contract with, with the Celtics. With the Celtics. Good pickup. You is heard that the story lo- about that, right? Is that low? 
I feel that feels he was a little shockingly low. low. Exactly. You, heard, you heard what he said on Instagram about Julius? No, about oh. why he signed to Boston. Why? Apparently, Portland like gave him a deal, and he's like, "Yo, they literally gave me like six minutes to decide." And he was like, "Yo, I want to, I want to take some time." And they're like, "No, no, no, we need you to decide now, now, now." And he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out," and then took a deal with Boston. <laughs> but isn't that low? Seems you have a, a what is he six ten six eleven? He's crazy. He's a double double guy. Looks like a Bond villain. He's a double double. He does look like a Bond. He's a guy that you would Dude, get ten million a year. Turkey you would think. wants to kill him. Not, yeah, Erdogan. You er- Erdogan. Yeah, you, yeah I'm you, about to say well, you would think. Shit, never heard that. Boston's out loud probably before. not the best place to fucking go. That's what I'm saying. You think you want to be as far away from Turkey as possible? <laughs> right. Right. Then again, they could just probably have some Turkish dudes dress up as Antifa and just murk that dude and milkshake the hell out. Yeah, right in public's public property okay maybe um i don't know i just thought that was really light hmm. i think boston gonna be all right yeah maybe so Uh-oh. portland ends up Wait. signing Wait. they traded for Whiteside, hassan Whiteside, which is a good pickup i didn't like it at first because i don't like Whiteside, but 21 million dollars expiring at the end of the year dude that's that's uh, nice that's nice and then your or whatever's gonna work his way back by the well, time he's ready you got a nice one-two punch hey a big man I think it was a savvy move. They might have a nice little squad. Yeah. I mean, even CJ, Dame, and Whiteside. That's a lot. You know what else you can do with Whiteside if a player becomes available at the trade deadline? Boom. Oh, here's Shit a $21 million dollar expiring, expiring contract. contract. Yeah. That's a big piece. Mm-hmm. That was a good get. Nice. Anyway. There's a lot of shit happening. Apparently, um, Kawhi. No, wait. What? What? Huh? Huh? I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought I had a Wolge bomb. So you think Kawhi is staying? Did Varys hear anything, or did you? Are you just? It's nah, just a this hunch. is just my thoughts. I think he's staying though. Anything he just wants to get recruited because all the ideas like now he wants to get recruited. I think his uncle is is uh, made some promises that he you know have some meetings happen and he's just fulfilling those promises. So I. So you really believe that he will be a, he will remain a Toronto Raptor? Yeah. Do they pick up anybody else? No, not to my knowledge. But just run it back. I mean, my theory is also like, if you're Kawhi, why not just sign? Get the five years. Then we could do whatever you want after. Can we just say, like, the beautiful right? thing? Like, of- you have nothing to lose by just signing to the Raptors. Oh, you don't want a player? Okay. Well, trade me. We have, yeah, we have, a, we have the most valuable player in the league right now who is every team wants would just make a trade for you. But right. just get the five. Why not? Get a five with a no trade clause. They'd give it to you. And then you can go to a team where it's like, I'm going to get traded to a team where we're still going to keep good pieces. Boom. But you're a free agent already. Why would you need to wait for that? Why would you want to need to get traded? Why not to get, get traded? five? Because you can get the Supermax, right? Get five. It'll be all right. 200 right. plus million. And, th- and to be fair, his health is an issue. That we is don't true. know about Kawhi's durability. That is so true. take he was, that 200 he, plus million. He kind of limped through the, to the finish line even though he, he killed. It's crazy that limping Kawhi still got it done. <laughs> still killed. Um, but it's great, though. I think I really think this is the most wide open the league has ever been. Hmm. Like it's in quite like possible. a long time. I, I I literally can't call it. Who's taking it next year? Like who's the clear cut favorite? Toronto mad salaries coming off the books next year. Lowry thirty three yeah, million. They'll resign. Gasol twenty five million. Yeah, but you're not gonna sign for thirty three million a year. Right. And I think Lowry might take a discount to stay. He might. But the thing is, there's nobody really available next year. Like Draymond that's, Green's like the top. That's <laughs> right, fine. Right, you could also agent. sign. One year deals or whatever, and then next year, motherfucking Kawhi and Giannis would be insane. Yeah, that'd be stupid. Insane, like, uh, or if Giannis mm. is like, I, I want out, trade me. You, if you have pieces, yeah, that's they, another. They have, yo, quietly, a loser might be Milwaukee because you got to get some, you got to get him some pieces. 
Yeah. They lost Brogdon. They kept Middleton. Kept Middleton. I think Robin Lopez. Lopez will play over his head with Brooke. I feel like twins are just always better together. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they got they both? got Robin Lopez for the mid level. Yeah, Full mid level. They That's paid perfect. Brooke a lot of money. Um, I still think no. Gotta, Brooke deserves it. Brooke stretched the no, floor. No, he was he was probably the third best player on that. That was team. perfect. They got George they, Hill to resign. They brought Middleton back. Mm. Middleton to resign. If Giannis learns to shoot again, this is I think. Like Boston and Milwaukee, it's on their stars. Yeah, y'all gotta hit another level, and then you're fine. At the end of the year, Giannis was hitting those. He was hitting like some some wide open threes. They're but, just a you know. better Philly. I mean, <clears throat> think about it, right? They have their two bigs that can shoot. Yeah, threes. that's my only shit with Ben Simmons. It's like my dude. Like you gotta at least take the shots. You gotta at least be a fucking threat. Like Giannis Physically at least incapable. took the shots. And now he's actually making. Somebody them. said that. Physically I don't know if it was incapable. Kenny or what, but somebody was saying when I was getting better at three point shots, my coach was like, "Just shoot one every game. Yeah. You just have to shoot one yeah. every game. I don't care if you make or miss. Shoot one. Yeah, yeah. you gotta at least make somebody go like this. Yeah, at least just go like this. And just to you get, hit one to get the confidence, so it stops feeling so big. Yeah. I shoot one of these every game. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, but think about how embarrassing it was back when he would shoot one earlier in the season. He'd make it, and then the audience would clap like he was the autistic. That was Marco uh, Fultz, right? Oh, it was Fultz. God that's damn. right. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah, Marco yeah. Fultz? Yeah. See, that's why I'm, I'm not crazy about Knicks going for draft picks and shit, because like, you got to hit on those draft never picks. You never know. You just never fucking know. Never Everybody know. thought Markel Fultz was the next fucking Westbrook. And Anyway, guys, we've, we've done a long podcast, okay? Long. We've discussed uh, Francis's career. Uh, what's going to happen? What has happened? Hopefully, we've you know dug him out of a tricky situation. Come back sometime. I know you're available. Uh, oh, I, I appreciate that. I'll be in France for two weeks now. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Enjoy. See you in Essence Fest this weekend. Enjoy. I'm going to be in Essence Fest. Right, That's my version of reparations. I, I do Essence go. Fest for free uh-huh. every single year. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'll definitely see all of my black queens down there at Essence Fest. Can't wait to see you guys again. It's my favorite time of year. This is uh, <laughs> this is like Black Burning Man. That's what ah, I call it. No Milwaukee Bucks uh, just signed uh, Wesley Matthews. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's nice I think deal. it's a good move. Solid yeah, deal. Maybe. Three and D. That's all they need for Giannis, really. Hmm. Anyway, but guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, Flagrant 2. No easy buckets. Uh, we will see you guys on Patreon Friday. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Francis, tell them where they can find you. Well, keep an eye out for my podcast. We'll have it you is back on when in it happens. development, yeah, but it's uh, you can follow me at Francis C. Ellis on Twitter, at Francis C. C. Ellis on Instagram. I don't know how that happened. That was a mistake. So it's two C's. Yeah, on Instagram. I don't. It's I don't even. <laughs> can you get back to Francis C. It's Ellis? Not the biggest <sighs> mistake you've ever made. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. That's another episode in the books. Peace.